This is the Criterion Creeps podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. He's, uh, um... And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week we're recording a podcast. A podcast. A podcast. Podcast? Are we? As we watch Spine 399 in the Criterion Collection, David Mamet's House of Games from 1987... Well, but first, RJ, been a, it's been a while. Has it? It's been a long while. Has it? So we were last year. Remember uh, when Creepsville was seized by, uh, by <laughs> traffic? By uh, Seizmore? The Menace? Seize, yeah, Tom Seizmore. Tom Seizmore? No. Uh, no, I, I, I don't know about this. Perhaps you could uh, enlighten. Boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh boy, that was fun. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe you can like tell the, people. It's, it's like the it's like the city was cut in half, mm. all because some guy, uh, I don't know, didn't have his uh, brakes connected properly, transporting nope. some heavy machinery. Wasn't the brakes? Wasn't the brakes? But oh. continue. I I know what it is. I figured it out. Oh, you figured it out. You yep. did the math. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, this this this. There, there's a video uh, yep. available on Discord. What's Discord, Jarrett? Why, it's one of the fastest growing social media platforms in the world today. Is it? That's right, and we're on it. And for $1, at, it was at, always $1. At least $1. A minimum of $1 minimum. of your currency. You can join us via Patreon. Get that uh, Discord link and join us for the conversation. We will see such things as a link uh, to Instagram. Mm-hmm. Some like bad drivers thing where it's a dash someone cam had crash cams. Someone, someone, someone had yeah crash cams, mm-hmm. uh, and there's some dash cam action of a person driving behind this truck, uh, hauling this flatbed with uh, a big piece of machinery, and the thing started fishtailing, and oh boy, it went flipping and a flopping, and this car was not like slowing down like as much as it should have been the dash camera. They could kind of be like, oh, oh, geez, what's going on here? He's I don't right even know behind how they, it. I don't know uh, how they managed to stop in time, but because holy fuck, um, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised someone died in that. But uh, I am too. For how busy that that uh, that road is, some yeah. days, like, uh, oh yeah, it's very surprising that there wasn't people on both left and right of him, and then someone clean over the edge. Woo. No, you know but, what I mean. Uh, yeah, so that that happened, and apparently. Uh, nails went flying everywhere. Shrapnel? All over. Oh, oh, shrapnel, but yeah, actually, roofing nails, I guess. Uh, but for the roof. The uh, roof? The roof, you know, roofs. I know. Roofs. Is that, is that plural? I, I don't the know. Roof. Fixing the roofs. Anyways. Someone else. 
So uh, yeah, there was shit all over the place, and it took it took our uh, fine Creepsville, I don't know, infrastructure people, <laughs> a first responders, a, a quarter of a day, yeah, to uh to manage this, which is unheard of. But let me tell you, folks, when this goes down at uh, just before uh, rush hour, it's crippling to this fair city because there's only. What we have uh, forty thousand people that live on one side of the river, and mm-hmm. they all work on the other side, and they're all coming back, and uh, they get a little testy. They don't like they don't mm-hmm. they they see the sun, they see dry roads, they want to go fast. Mm-hmm. And when they say mild inconvenience, well, I better rear end this guy. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what they do. That's what we do best here. Yes. We rear end. We just rear end one another, left and right. Could you repeat that? We, and state we, your we name? don't even. We we don't even need cars. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> just yes. right in, right in there. Interesting. Smashing it, smashing it right in there. Interesting. But anyway, uh, I was so I was stuck on the wrong side of the river. Yeah. And uh, yeah, our RJ was watering his yard, <laughs> puttering about, living a good life. I when, was. When old when Jarrett messaged him saying, "Well, I guess that's it for the podcast." And he was like, "Go on," cuz he had no idea. He had no idea what was underfoot, what was going yeah. on. And of course, like Creepsville, like th- this has happened before. So, there's uh-huh. two, two whole bridges that connect the city. So, when one goes down, the other one has to suffice. But fucking people are so stupid. They're mm. so fucking bad. Uh, at driving, uh, they they say, "Hey, let's fuck up this bridge too. Let's make it so no one gets to go home. Mm-hmm. It's it'll, it'll be fun." And uh, that's fun? what happened. No, it it was annoying because <laughs> oh, okay. for our dear listeners, cause they they lost an entire week yeah. of hearing us talk at them, like this right now, just like this. Hello, I... listener. Hello. Oh. Hi. Hi there. Uh, yeah, I think it's important. Uh, what? 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 Were you doing the sexy talk still? I'm done. Oh, okay. I think it's important to emphasize to people because a lot of people thought we were making this up that uh, our city is in a stranglehold uh, with with our transportation. There's a river that goes between our city, and there's only two ways to get across that river. One of them was taken out, and then the other one was taken out, and so. Imagine if it was. Ma- imagine if the Joker wanted to get us. Oh, our our water town. Razal Razal Ghul. Razal Ghul would have us in an instant. Instant. And I if if it. anyone or, wants... any or or your choice of any like superhero villain, and they they we'd be fucked. Bane. 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 Jarrett. Could you imagine if Bane had his fill? Yeah. Um. Bane. You see. You. Bane. You see, if anyone wants to see this infrastructure as well, like there is a video, but if you're not on the Discord because you can't pay a minimum a thousand dollars a month, um, there is a glimpse at this bridge in the early 2000s hit film Rollerball, starring LL Cool J. Do you remember that film, Jarrett? Uh, Do you remember Rollerball, the remake to Rollerball? Yeah, I never, but I never watched it. Did you? You knew parts know, of that were filmed yeah. here, right? Of course. How could I? Uh, old uh, Mexican restaurant El Camal had some uh, footage, footage of the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. They had some photos of uh, Chris footage. Klein. Yeah, yeah, as he was leaving with the uh, 
management, I guess, at the time. Where was he going with them? Nowhere. He was just there. He was, like, hanging out with them. And they're like, hi, we ate your restaurant. Like, we don't normally eat. We're celebrities. Yeah. But we we decided, hey, it's time to eat something. Mm -hmm. Let's do it here in Lethbridge, where we're filming this movie. This film. Mm -hmm. uh, I've mentioned before. With with, uh, Paul Heyman. Yes. Paul Heyman's in that. Yeah, I've mentioned before too, but my sister got a Polaroid picture of LL Cool J in the Walmart. I think I've heard this before. She was at the Walmart with her Polaroid and LL Cool J was there. So she said, you know what? I'm going to snap a pic of this LL Cool J here at this Mm -hmm. Walmart. At the Walmart. At the Walmart. Uh, So anyways, if you want to see the bridge, it's on there. And then, yeah, I I didn't really know what was going on because, you know, I was... I was puttering around, I was watering the flowers, I was doing all sorts of, you know, nice, restful summer things. And then Jared says, the podcast is over. And I went, forever? <laughs> Excited? And he, he said, I think you said something to the effect of, do you not know what's going on? I was like, what? <laughs> so I, uh, I opened up the news and yeah, it was crippling uh, gridwalk uh, for four to five hours. Nobody could get on either end or to the west About side. Three. Three, three hours? hours or so. Yeah, seemed like long. Well, yeah, I I, I kept delaying because again, we we wait for these things to blow over. Usually, mm-hmm. it doesn't take super long, but no, this one was the long haul. Yeah, and by the time uh, I made it home, um, I I, I drove by RJ's because we do live <laughs> that close to one another. Yes, we do. And I said, fuck it, fuck this, fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. The fans will have to wait. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I was, I was more than happy to delay things. Jared said, let's not do it. Or when you brought it up, I was like, I was like, whatever. I was like, we can do it. We don't have to do it. I was like, I can do it tomorrow. Do it two weeks from now. I, I, I also, but we would have been, we would have been starting at like, I don't know, two hours from now. We would, and, yeah, we would have uh, been two or three hours later start time, which means yeah. two, or, two or three hours later end time. And, uh, we don't got that kind of time, you guys. We have, but we have plenty of time to to complain about these things. But I got, I got another thing to fucking complain about. Uh-oh. As uh, this, this is fresh off the presses. Uh oh. Cur- courtesy of uh, the Discord, Creepsville, uh, Christopher Cheney pointing out, uh, am I missing something, or is there no longer a Wikipedia page for the list of Criterion releases? Which I go, oh, Christopher, I go, Christopher Cheney, does he not know how to Google? <laughs> and I type in what I've been using weekly for, I don't know, six years. plus years. Mm-hmm. And uh, where's the where's the link? Where'd it go? Hmm. And um, where did it go? Uh, well, it got deleted by uh, Wikipedia nerds. It did? Yeah, apparently it had no value, so it's gone. I'm glad that they decided. <laughs> it's apparently... Uh yeah, they they're the, they're the ones who decide these things. It's the same shit as the people who run the movie database, which is where mm. Letterboxd uh pulls mm-hmm. its information and populates stuff. It's the same fucking losers. I it's the same mind like mindset that drives nerds. These are the nerds mm. um that ruin life. Yeah, in every step they can't. Nothing can be good, and it's like, what's the point? Did was this thing harm, hurting anybody? <laughs> I mean, no. maybe. Maybe? <laughs> okay. Who? I mean, it's hurting you and me. <laughs> it's hurting, yeah. It's absence. It's going to, well, it's going to hurt other people, too. As I'm, oh. Do you think any I of the people who deleted it, mad. do you think any of them have international, internationally reclaimed podcasts? No. They're fucking failures at everything. Wow. Oh, wow. 
Losers. Wow. Do you not do, do you not donate to Wikipedia when you use it? Oh, I if I, if I uh, maybe I've thought about doing it, but now I definitely would not. Oh wow. Wow, huge. I got to say that I think this is huge. Yeah. This is uh huge. All I know is it's some loser. What's this name of this fuckhead? Farthead 92. Uh, I don't know. I found this I found the discussion of it. Yeah. Oh man, maybe I won't say it, but uh Oof. What was their rationale? That they they suck. They said I suck, so I want other anyway, people to suck too. Some someone named Fastily. Oh, anyway, that so we got deleted uh, sometime like a week or so ago. That they kind of like in they were discussing it mid June. Yeah. On June twenty fourth, it was just gone hmm. uh, or something. I think I'm not sure. I could be wrong. And maybe it was someone named Explicit. I don't know. I don't read Wikipedia ease. Uh, okay. So I don't really know what's going on here. There was discussion about it being taken down like in 2019, and then someone's like, "Well, it feels like uh, the sentiments have changed around." I go, "Has it? By who? But but not by users." But There's I don't. No poll. What, what, it's just gone. What's the now? Correct correct my ignorance here, Jarrett. What is what's the problem? Just leaving it as is and not touching it at all. What is the issue with that? It doesn't follow the WP list N rules of standalone lists. But uh, apparently these things have to be like, there's no present consensus. Oh, oh, my favorite though is there is no present consensus for how to assess the notability of more complex and cross-categorization lists, such as lists of X and Y. Or what other criteria may justify the notability of standalone lists? Although non-encyclopedic uh, cross-categorizations are touched upon in Wikipedia, what Wikipedia is not, Wikipedia is not a directory, lists that fulfill recognized informational navigation or development purposes often are kept regardless of any demonstrated notability. Editors are still urged to demonstrate list notability via the grouping itself because, or before creating standalone lists, fringe topics. I, I don't understand. Like, n- n- it's nonsense. It's like fringe Wikipedia, topics? Is, Wikipedia is nerd land. It's fucking for nerds. People like lists. And I mean, this is the, you type in lists of criterion films. It was like the second thing that popped up. Excuse me, though. Fringe topics. Did they not see that? Did they not see that spirit gamer Hideo Kojima himself was in the criterion closet? Not even a week ago. Fringe topics. It's like, they don't care. That that, that was the next subheading. I have no idea if that has anything to do with uh, the actual link in hand. I just could read something somebody linked off it to you. That's it just it's just more garbage justifying uh gobbledygook these these fucking loser nerds. Is it gobbledygook? <laughs> just saying, oh you don't need that. It's like I do. Oh no you don't. It's just gone. Did it cost anything? No. I need like, this. No, you don't. Yeah. I am really going to think back to this. Uh, if it doesn't when it, maybe it'll come back because someone mm-hmm. will go, Why the fuck is this gone? I was checking out Criterion Reddit though, because you know, I figured oh, that yes. would be th- that has to be the first place where people would like have a shit fit. Before you even thing. say, I'm pretty sure nothing. Cr- criterion Reddit is just people posting pictures of the criterions they own or have bought, and I think that's all that's that thing has ever been. So sorry to get your hopes up, bud. Anyways, well, I did check out the uh, Criterion webpage to see if its list service is better. It definitely is better than it was like five six years ago because but i haven't used it forever mm. but it's slow you have to like wait for all the graphics to load up mm-hmm. not as not as practical hmm. but uh ah see there's people posting things with 40 up picks like 
first Criterion acquisition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do they get? Ah, World of Wong Kar Wai. Is that uh, Frank Sinatra? And and, and 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 you get a complimentary thumb in that photo. Oh, okay. Too bad. So that's all that thing's ever been. It's just oh. people posting pictures of their and friends. I know we should be reading emails, but what about this thread? Duds in the Criterion Collection. I I, I want to know if somebody is in the this, comments. Is this just there a... are none. There are none. <laughs> I feel like it should just be a link to our podcast. I've watched a few Criterion movies now and enjoyed all of them. No. Today was the first film to disappoint me, The Steel Helmet, directed by Samuel Fuller. Okay. Um, I Someone says, I estimate that I only enjoy about 30% of the catalog. Well, That's pretty good. That's good. I don't find that surprising given how eclectic the collection is and given that it tries to focus on historically important movies. Those I don't care for aren't necessarily duds in that respect. They just aren't my cup of tea. And someone wrote, I'm on the same boat as you. That user's death, username, DeathKiller354. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know. enjoy any I don't enjoy any of Wes Anderson's films, but recognize they bankroll a lot of Criterion's less commercially viable releases. So, drug. Mm. What do you think ah, he means man, by oh, that? Oh, whoa. Wow. I don't know what's going on on the internet, but Roger Moore is 007 responded. I don't get this either. It was fun while it lasted, but his shtick petered out for me after Moonrise Kingdom. I'm not as extreme as you. I like Ball Rocket through Moonrise with the exception of Sisu, but since then I've had it. Get some new ideas. Okay. Uh, Life during wartime is actually pretty awful, and I appreciate most of Solon's work. Let's see. I want to see, see if anyone. Oh man, come on! Discreet charm of the bourgeoisie. <laughs> As a dud. Yeah, come yeah. on. That's nonsense here. Yeah. Well, Terry Gilliam start... movies. What? Jared, I gotta tell you, if you start digging through shit and you find that your hands stink, I think that's your fault. You know what I mean? Mm. You digging through these comments, oh. you're gonna find nothing but a world. Of oh, so of course, so, come on, some somebody has to get in there. Armageddon. <laughs> Armageddon's not even bad. Oh, here's some here's someone's duds. Alley, fear eats the soul. But these are they mm. say these are more like boring, didn't click. That's a good movie. Uh, a woman under the influence, killing mm. of a Chinese bookie. Uh so Largent. Doesn't, doesn't like uh Cassavetes. Meeting Insomnia. Yeah. <laughs> Double life of Veronique, the spirit of the beehive. Yeah, this person just doesn't like and, the... and then and then Roger Moore is 007 said, Wow, you just rattled off a list of my favorite films. You tell him, bud. You tell him. Uh, Go get him, bud. Go get him, Roger. Bud. My first Barnes and Noble sale. Oh, was it? It's so, it's so innocent. It's so innocent. Hmm. I wonder if people are only noticing that the thing's gone is because of the Barnes and Noble sale. Because I saw somebody go, "We're not a shopping catalog on Wikipedia." Were they trying to be? What the fuck are you supposed to? Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Oh, someone asked, does the spine number matter to you guys? <laughs> in in what sense? Uh, like, what, well, what do they mean? Why is there no criterion for Suspiria? I imagine there's a lot of questions about why is there not this? Why is people. there not that? Okay, people post a lot on this fucking thing. 
I'm sure they do. Best way to see full collection. Not on the Wikipedia, I can tell you that much. I'm sorry, sell. Sell, oh. their, sell their collection. I want to sell oh, them all. They're trying well, to sell their Let me tell you, here. folks, bu- buying DVDs is uh, not, not a great investment. If you're, if you're thinking of, like, flipping. Wait, are you saying that all these DVDs have been buying to saving up for my family? You, are you saying <laughs> this might not pay out in the end? I've got some bad news. <laughs> It's taken a slight dip. That is bad news, but I'll I'll get over it. It's still pretty high though. Right? This this Reddit is so bad. Tell them. It's so bad. Tell them how you feel. Big haul. Mm-hmm. That's all it ever is on there, unfortunately. How about this one? In the mood to get emotionally decimated. Any suggestions? Why don't you just cry in your basement like a normal person? Why do you need a movie yeah. to get feel sad? I want to spend some money. Just take your sorrows downstairs, look in the mirror for a while, and then I'm sure the tears will come. I hate this. Yeah, it's all Barnes and Noble halls. Yeah, I know. I know. Someone said, "Check your BNN receipts." You know what's awesome is we don't even get the benefit of the Barnes and Noble sale anymore. I think that's. Andre. I think that's the best thing that could have happened to us, to be honest. No. Yeah. No, the Keep... thing is, is, I I feel like maybe the world's trying to tell us something, like that this is the end. How close are we to four hundred? <laughs> Next week. <laughs> oh, this is a good, this is a good way to end then. Three ninety nine. No, this is it. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. We'll, well just, uh, why not? Every every, every week we'll be like, ah, sorry, we're gonna push it back another week, you guys. Don't you worry, guys. We're we're gonna do a real special one next time. Yeah. And then uh, we, weeks pass. Oh yeah, guys. Uh, we'll 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 save it up. We'll do a big one. Uh, mm-hmm. Make it up to y'all to, to all the patrons. Right in. Uh, we'll do a big uh, spectacular. You know, mm-hmm. for the seventh year. Uh, and then it doesn't happen. And then like it'll go dark. Mm-hmm. And then. And then there will hey be guys, a post. Uh, you know, I've been taking care of my mental health. <laughs> and, uh, blah 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 blah. Blah blah. It's like this guy doesn't care about mental health. <laughs> I I do not enjoy how it is used sometimes. Uh, a little, as an, ex- a little loosely? as an ex as an excuse for a, some a things. And I go a little loose. Sometimes I go. I don't think you are uh, justified in using it the way that you are, sir yeah. or ma'am. You should tell him. I, I I wish I could, but that that's not my place. No. Um. I just like this is this is a, a common thing. Let me tell you, folks. When 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 we put a bullet in this project, in mm-hmm. this content that we create, mm-hmm. we'll just tell you. Oh, we'll tell you. We're fucking sick of it. We're not gonna be like, well, you know, I go take care of my mental health. You know, take care of myself, and then everybody will bozo it up in the comments, saying like, go take care of yourself. You know, that's the biggest priority. No one you believes can that. Come back. No, they're like, no, you're disrupting like my my jam, my mm-hmm. my lived in my my weekly experience of like throwing this on while I do other things. I get it. I've been there, and just... uh, yeah, I, I I never was like, man, I really hope those guys take care of themselves i might be like wow. shit i don't want anything bad thing, anything bad to happen to them but some people are just like i don't know kind of flaky wow they're little flakes but you know what i'll tell you when we're flaky mm-hmm. i'll tell you i'm not gonna i'm not gonna fucking dress it up no i'm pretty sure jared will say i'm sick of this i'm sick of him and i'm sick of you you the listener you you dear listener yeah you son of a bitch i think that's fair no. You go out. You go out on fire if you want to. Um, 
you know? A blaze of fire. Huh. Uh, how disgusting is Pasolini 101? How yeah. disgusting is he? How hot is it? Is that what? It's not too. It's not too. It's not too bad this week. It's not too this bad. It's okay. Last week got no. real hot for a couple days. No. Two, three days there was. Yeah, it was, yeah, it cooking. sucked. I was. I think we got toward that maybe. Uh, it looks like it. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately. And uh, anything new with you? <laughs> no. I was at Costco yes. today. Ah, a lady almost put her cigarette out on my arm as I was walking. <laughs> it was really close. The only reason, mm. the only reason I was able to avoid it was because of my keen sense of cigarette smoke. I was like, "Hey," and it, it was like, it was, it was like about this close to my arm. She wasn't really paying attention. She was walking beside me, but uh, I got her. Did you ask for a puff? No, I mean I got my own. I don't. I don't need. I don't need hers. I. I that second hand. That second hand is actually cleaner too because there, it doesn't go through the filter of the the cigarette. So second hand smoke's actually a little bit purer. <laughs> so like, have you have you just turned into Dale Gribble? It's kind of like with this perpetual <laughs> cigarette. I mean, thing, like, like you're like outside of the car and you're just like. I mean, Dale's pretty respectable in a lot of ways. Like, mm. Dale, Dale Gribble, he, he had a stable job. He had a family. Um, he was <laughs> he was a great dad, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so uh, I, I got that going for me, which is good. It was really hot. It was very, very hot over here in our house. We got a quote on AC, but uh, I don't think it's going to happen this year, Jarrett. Damn it. Yeah. Well, it's not... Well, I thought... It's not just it's not just the price like uh, we could make it fit. But the only thing is, you you know, that pergola we have in the back with the big vine on it, the creeper vine. Yep, we're pretty sure that's got to come down at the end of oh, the summer because it's like kind of leaning a little bit. And like there's so much of that vine up there. We're like, well, we don't want it to blow through the fucking kitchen window. <laughs> so we're going to have to take that down. But that's actually that spot there is probably where the AC is going to have to go. Also is right beside our kitchen there. So it's just like, well, we got to we got to take that shit down before we can put something here or else when we're taking down that pergola, it'll probably fucking crash through the AC. And then we'd have to then we'd be <laughs> we'd be out again. Let's, so, yeah. gonna sweat it out another year, I guess. Sweat it out. It was really hot, though. It's very hot. But here I am on Facebook Marketplace, and uh, would you be interested, Jarrett, um, in freeze-dried Skittles? Um, the prices went down from ten dollars to five. Here is the description: freeze-dried Skittles. For uh, I have snack-sized bags and larger of freeze-dried Skittles. They are puffy and crispy. Make a great fun snack or gift. $5 for a small bag, $10 for a larger bag. Cold ale. So somebody's just um, freezing Skittles at their house yeah. and selling like, them? What's the, what's the weight on this? There's no weight. There's no weight. It's just it's bag sizes. Bag sizes. It, ah, good. Small so you, or large. You, you don't really know what you're getting. Yeah. But uh it's an interesting market. Just buying people, candy and then you know doing what, though, something to it. People sometimes they're uh easily suggested to Whoa. and they'll go, Oh, you know, I didn't think I needed it in my life, but um 
Maybe that's maybe that's what's been lacking. Maybe that's what I need. Hey, Jared. I need to, I need to redefine myself. I'll be that guy. It's like, dude, bro, uh, you'll never believe it. Uh, I saw this market, Facebook marketplace in Coaldale, of all places. Freeze dried Skittles. And you go, dude, what? Yeah, I know. But, like, I did it. Like, oh, really? Uh, did you try it? Yeah. It's really good. I'm going really to I, I, be the freeze dried Skittle guy now. Yeah. I can see it. Speaking of things you didn't know you need, do you remember a couple of years ago when I had those Burger King Pokemon, those gold gold Pokemon cards from Burger King? Mm-hmm. Uh, someone from Tabor is selling uh, a set for $200. No kidding. Burger King, 24 karat gold Pokemon cards. Pretty much brand new, they say. Pretty much. Even though they were published in the year 1999. Pretty much brand new. <laughs> Burger King. Should I have held on to mine? I think I sold mine for like a hundred bucks, actually. So I don't think it was. That well, much. I'm taking a look. So, yeah. is it there more than one, or is it there's like that? five in a set? Yeah. So there's a lot of five Pokemon Burger King 24 karat gold cards with balls and boxes. Yep. Yep. Uh, this is five of them. Does yeah. That sound right. Yeah. So someone's selling them for 178 Canadian, 52 dollars ship from the states on eBay. Mm-hmm. Um, one's going for like $13, but again, $20 shipping. Yeah. I think I sold mine like four years ago for like a hundred bucks. I feel okay with that sale. Yeah. I feel okay with that. Would I have kept them now that we own a house and I have a little bit more storage? Maybe. Maybe. You know, get yourself a, maybe, maybe you need to rebuy some, get a Jigglypuff or something. I had a Jigglypuff. I think I actually had three polyrafts. Like, I don't think I had a full set. I think I had three of the same one. Okay. You know about Polyrath? I know about Squirtle. Squirtle? Blastoise? You're kind of <laughs> a Squirtle one? as a person. Is that, is that one? Yeah, Blastoise is one. Okay. Yeah. Hey, so, uh, Corey. Corey's at uh, AEW right now. Oh, yeah. How's that? Uh, I, I don't know. Having it's fun? He's giving me a live report, uh, but I haven't been able to see any of it. So now I'm, I'm stuck here with you. That would be oh. very rude of me. Well, to, uh, might as well read those emails then. See if he maybe he I emailed saw, in. Uh, I saw something about Don Callis getting nuclear heat, and there's a weird Undertaker man. It's like it's gonna be a Calgary audience, I'm imagining. So it's gonna be a little a little smarky, you know, smarks. I've heard about Smurfs. Uh, the same idea. Oh, okay. So this is an email from two weeks ago. <gasps> And guess what, RJ? What? Only three, only three emails. Well, that's better than zero. I guess so. Or is it? Fine. I don't know. Fine, it's fine by me. Yeah. Uh Keegan, Ooh. Keegan Day, writing in mm-hmm. with an email entitled "Blast Fighter is Valid." The what? My favorite movie just got validated by the big Quinny T on his podcast. He oh. does with that other guy. The only problem is that he did this cringy thing where he pretended Michael Sopku was actually Rick Dalton. I kept my mm-hmm. eyes on the letterbox review section of Blast Fighter for the flood of reviews and 10 out of 10s was supposed to bring in, but it didn't really go as well as I expected. It's still a bit too niche. Anyway, I have a movie question for the movie podcasters. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not us, not us. No, if you guys not. were stuck in a little submarine with four other guys oh, and dear. you had a little screen with a cool little remote control, oh, dear. what would you pick? Uh, let's go with the Abyss. 
as like a movie? Yeah. Um, the color purple. Yeah. Yeah, throw that on. <laughs> Watch the, the, the yeah yeah. Yeah, throw that on. Check out Whoopi. Maybe Prince will yeah. show up. You never know. No. You never know. When you said the color purple, my mind was like the color of money. No, not well. That would be a the, good one too. The the the, the 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 sequel to the Hustler. Any movie that has directed col- by Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Any movie that has the color of uh or the color in its title, I'd say, would be a good watch. Yeah. 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 The color of shit. That's another good movie. You know about that one? He doesn't know about that one. <clears throat> hey, yeah. we got an email, RJ. From Michelle Train. No, we don't. Females? Um, perhaps. Okay. Or is it like yeah. Michelle, like Michelle Gondry? Uh, it is not like Michelle Gondry. It's not like Michelle it is like, Gondry? It is, it, is, it, is, it is like Michelle. Oh, okay. Uh, with an email entitled, Oh, Jarrett, Come Back to Movies. Uh-oh. Congrats. What? And watch Three Women Again, because you missed all... Twin peaksiness it has, I guess. Three women? I don't know. Yeah, I remember Three Women, RJ, the Robert Altman movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> RJ loved that movie. I totally remembered it. Oh, man, I, 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 can't, I can never watch that movie again. No? It's so No, it's so boring. Yeah. I want to like it. Like, There's so many things about it that seem like, yes, this should be perfect for me. And it's like, nope. Yeah. Nope. Don't tell. I don't know. Don't tell. I, I am. Just in case no one sent this in, they probably did. So this is a review, uh, a journal entry from Letterboxd, the life-obsessive Wes Anderson Letterboxd lists. One life-obsessive, one fan's fantastic journey through Letterboxd lists to, to articulate his gratitude to Wes Anderson. Uh, uh, to celebrate the release of Asteroid City, Jack Moulton surveys letterbox lists to understand what Wes Anderson's good dads, Stad Bastards, and Willem DeFriends tell us about the filmmaker and ourselves. So, I don't know. Uh, no, no one has sent this in. No one's mentioned this um, on the Discord. But there, there it is uh, under Rushmore. My list, sad bastard and loser cinema, like which I have noted is the the, the greatest success of my life, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with with thousands of likes and, and growing. I wondered, I had a spat of uh, people uh, like and follow me like a few weeks ago, but not very many because of that. Yeah, I think that's probably why. Yeah. It's like a little write-up. It's talking about Max Fisher is a loser. He's especially a loser when we look at his mm-hmm. bad grades. While fellow Letterbox members have other choice words for him, your capacity to tolerate Max may impact how you warm to Wes's sophomore feature. I, for one, find Max to be one of the most identifiable characters in this oeuvre, in his oeuvre or in this oeuvre, precisely for his flaws and primarily for a similarly hopeless crush I had on a school teacher as a 15-year-old. While his courage is often misplaced, I've always found it admirable to watch Max navigate a system that simply can't evaluate him. Uh, so this is that. This is George Jack Moulton. Uh, but yeah, it's just like that little section referencing my list that I didn't even know about. Oh. Also, RJ and Aliens. Michelle continues. Uh, what about me and Aliens? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. Enjoy, you guys. M. Uh, this is so. This is a trophia on Letterbox. 
I don't know if you've noticed the trophy yet. Uh, I believe so. So a tro- So this is the one I'm like, ah, oh, that's a mystery solved, because I've seen a trophy uh, log a whole bunch of stuff, and a trophy always seems to log stuff at the exact same time as Zadie movies. Do you think that they're like, they like know each other or something? Uh, potentially. Potentially. Do you think like... Because yeah. I'll see like the same movies pop up on uh my my activity list. Mm-hmm. What I see? What the deuce? Yeah, I know. I know this atrophia. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're first time, long time. If they really do exist, I think they do. Oh, okay. This That's is the evidence. Job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, movies movies should get better. Movies should. Yeah, movies should be better. Movies should well, be better than than assembling and painting miniatures and uh, I don't know, building pauper commander decks or I feel something. Like that like might that. be Maybe, asking too much. Like forty k lore videos on YouTube. Yeah. It should be better than those. Um, but hey, you know what? <laughs> A little struggle in Hollywood. I'm sure they'll figure it out. They'll start making movies worth watching once again. I mean. Maybe, but probably not. <laughs> maybe, maybe. You know. Uh, well, thank you for the email, Michelle. Yes. And Michelle finally, oh, Sugarhead! Holy shit! I, I had enough of this guy for one day. Oh, let me tell you. Why? What? You, what happened? Uh, let's see. Let's read this email. Email day. Oh dear. Hey, Jared and RJ. Yeah. Hope you two are doing well and are safely off the Creepsville streets, where anything can happen. I mean, that's very true. <laughs> like a truck turning over on the road and ruining traffic for an entire city for several hours. Yeah. Guess there will be a bunch of truck guys saying we need a third bridge now. Definitely not. And this was said immediately by Everyone. the Chuds. Yeah. <laughs> Making jokes. Uh, I'm like, no, no. This city would definitely find a way to have a collision on both bridges simultaneously. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> it would definitely happen. Oh yeah. Yeah. They could have 15 bridges. There'd be accidents on all 15 of them on the same day if they needed to be. You know. Anyway, I haven't watched a movie in a while, but did Good. just want to write in. Thanks to Jarrett for the comic books today and for Uh-oh. having the patience of a saint with his co-workers. <laughs> Sweetly Sugarhead. Oh, what did boy. they do to you, Jarrett? Uh nothing really. It's it's more uh uh customer service relations uh mm. matters where it's like you know what my my advice to all customers is just come talk to me directly Mes- message me you want something done let j dog know so Jared are you giving out your it. personal information so that they that, can con- they know contact to reach you? me well <laughs> well uh sugar Ed was like oh how do i message you <laughs> i'm like well you're on discord He's like, oh yeah <laughs> there you go mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but what about those people who aren't on the Discord? I don't know. People who want to want to talk. They to know. Directly. Hey, actually, but a lot of them are on the Discord, and they message me hmm. all the time, all the time, all the time. Sounds like you're too accommodating for the customers. Well, I mean, there's that fine line of. I mean, if you're just a customer, I mean, you you just you call the store during business hours. But uh, oh. if you're, uh, I thought you're, I thought you were talking about just customers. Just customers. Well, I was like, you just give out your personal information to customers. Like, I didn't, I didn't mean Discord people. I meant like Discord. Yeah, you know. I hey. thought you were just giving it out. Hey, 
there's a it's, it's a strange industry the uh, the comic shop world which is very uh, strange fast it's fast and loose and uh you you're all you're just looking for a connection you know with people with who have uh, similar interests and hobbies hmm. so some people don't have that in their life RJ some people don't have a uh, a good chum that they can podcast with uh i mean i i definitely on the regular don't. yeah <laughs> Yeah, a few people would, even the people who yeah. are involved in it. I don't know if they would classify it as such. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Chums. I don't know. Chumps. More chumps. Like. Chumps. Chumps. God, I smoked them. Chumps, chumps and chuds. Smoked them again. Got them. Did you just crack a beer over there? What was that? Uh, that was a can of Diet Coke. Oh. Oh, dear. Hey, I heard aspartame's a carcinogenic now. That's good. Yeah. So I hope no, you enjoy sore, your sword nerds on the internet. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, I think everything is a carcinogenic now. I just uh Well, everything is aiming to get you. Yeah. One way or another. I mean, even if you're eating something that's not carcinogenic, like say, I don't know, a piece of fruit, probably full of microplastics. Smoking a cigarette. Yeah, but I mean, people know that up front. They're not trying to hide anything with that. Plus, do you know how cool you feel? And how cool mm-hmm. you look? Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Well, all right, then. All right. Very, very well. That's it for emails. That's nice. I think uh, uh, J Money Peterson sent me a, a brief message saying, Cheers from Justin. Have a great show. Yeah, he's, he's probably, free. He's in his summer. He's free. You think he's, he's free? He's finally given up on us. Freed I, I think, himself. I, feel like I, I, I think the obligation has been lifted, and he's good. he's good to go. And yeah. Rob, Rob Eagle, who complained incessantly, very, very upset about what? Maybe about about the end of emails on a weekly basis. Oh. No emails. Well, is he mad? Maybe we've gotten everyone is, out is of he, here is, finally. Is he teaching us a lesson? I don't know. Well, maybe people just what, realize what that kind they of, don't need us. What, what kind of message will we get on the Discord about this very conversation? Probably sex we'll, things. Sign up, folks, and find out tomorrow. Probably sex things? Probably. RJ had photoshopped onto, I don't know, a giraffe. Excuse, I don't know. Excuse me? It could happen. Anything can happen. No rules. Wow. Yeah, that one dollar goes a long way. A long way. It's a pervert over here. So, um, yeah, RJ, uh, what you been what you been creeping on this week? I watched all sorts of shit, Jarrett. Yeah, you did. You watched some real crap. Huh? <laughs> you watched some shit. What like the what? fuck are you? Coyote ugly, huh? Coyote ugly. Have you ever seen you Coyote Ugly? No! Do you know who's in Coyote Ugly? I have no idea. She's in Coyote Ugly. John Goodman. I know Piper Perabo is in it. And Maria Bello, Bridget Moynihan, Tyra Banks. They got My Tyra. favorites. Leanne Rimes. Yeah, Leanne ah. Rimes. Yeah. But John Goodman's in there, too. And, mm-hmm. uh, well, yeah, what, what else did I watch, Jared, that you're interested in, other than Coyote Ugly? Kyle! I see 90 Sweat, oh, America's yeah. Sweetheart, and oh, uh, yeah. th- ah, I also see The Threat of Rape, Andy Picks, interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Tom Segura, Ledgehammer. Oh, uh, that's stand-up. I know. Yeah, you don't like talking about that. It's personal. No, I mean, there's nothing to talk about. Like, uh, Tom Segura is pretty good. I like him. I'm not a huge stand-up guy either, to be honest. Andrea likes him, so we throw him on. And, uh, like, some of these are really good, but uh, I don't know. And like Mike. Yeah. Director John Schultz. Yeah. Director of Aliens in the Attic. Drive Me Crazy. A Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding. Um, a Christmas Prince, The Royal Baby. Have you Judy seen... Moody, Have The you... Honeymooners remake. Uh huh. Have you seen Like Mike? Nope. So you haven't seen Like Mike or Coyote Ugly? No, I have not. Un. I feel like um, I don't know. I had other things going on in my life. At was that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not you might watching have. like Mike. I was probably watching like I don't know, Eraserhead again or something. Something about with a fedora. Yeah. Uh definitely. Yeah. I was I was twirling my uh, flat cap on my index finger. I I see. I I believe it. I believe yeah. it entirely. Um, no, Coyote Ugly is a it's a movie about a girl, small town girl moving to the big city, wanting to be a singer. Uh, but uh, she can't get in anywhere, so she's got to go to uh, a bar and be a bartender wow. at this girly oh, bar. Holy shit! Where they dance on the bar and they sing and stuff, and uh, maybe, maybe that's just how she breaks through, Jerp. Yeah, there's some real '90s sweat. It came out in the year 2000, but that means it was filmed in 1999, so it's it classifies. Um, it's very sweaty. It's uh, it's exactly what you expect, but um. Mm-hmm. It's very empowering to women, Jared. Except, like, okay. there's there's some sexually threatening scenes in here. But it's it's a 90s film, so it's, like, not that sexually threatening. Do you know what I mean? So there was that. That was good. And then, uh, yeah, we watched Like Mike. Um, it just stars uh, Lil Bow Wow, uh, except he got old, and now he's just Bow Wow. He's not Lil Bow Wow anymore. He's Bow Wow. Uh, he's an orphan. And, ooh, you know who's in Like Mike, Jared? He, big celebrity. Big-time celebrity now. Big celebrity. Big, big. celebrity. Do you know uh, Jesse Plemons? <laughs> He's in this movie as an orphan called Ox, which is pretty cool. Interesting. So uh, Bow Wow is an orphan, and uh, he's not very good at basketball. And uh, their da- or their, uh, the person who runs the orphanage is Crispin Glover. There's lots of good actors in this one, Jerry. You know Crispin Glover? I do. So he runs the Mar- orphanage. Mar- Marty, Marty McFly's dad. Marty McFly's dad. And uh, he gets the orphans to go sell candy bars outside of the Staples Center at the basketball games. And Lil Bow Wow is just like, man, I wish one day I could be a basketball player. And he finds a pair of sneakers on a telephone pole. And he goes and gets them. And inside, it's uh, under the tongue is written MJ. And he goes, MJ? said could these be michael jordan's shoes and as he's climbing down he gets hit by lightning and uh the sneakers uh have like electricity going through them you know that old chestnut yeah so he puts them on and then uh he's selling uh chocolate bars um and uh he uh i think he meets like robert forrester you know one of the guys one of the sheriffs from twin peaks <laughs> he's the uh the the coach of the team and he's like hey he's like you kids shouldn't be working come in watch that game and then uh, his ticket gets read out to play one-on-one with the star of the team and uh, he's mm-hmm. wearing those sneakers Jared, those sneakers and uh he gets out there and now he can play like michael jordan like 
Yeah, like he's 11, but he he can slam dunk from the half court and stuff. So uh, the wow. team the team signs him. <laughs> the team signs him, and uh, he's the youngest player ever to play in the NBA. Are you interested? No. You should. You will be. You will be. Yeah. So I mean, this movie is just about male bonding. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, if you if you get down to the nitty gritty of it, it's just about male bonding. Um, it's a good show. This was a Hitch pick. Uh, it's an Andy pick as well, but it is a Hitch pick. Uh, Hitch used to watch this a lot in his uh, his uh, track suits. Yeah, it's a good show. Good show. Yeah, good, fun for the whole family, Jared. Why the why the fuck was Hitch watching this? Because we were like twelve when this movie came out, so it was like perfectly suited for us. Lots okay. of NBA stars in this. One movie I watched that you might like maybe would be interested in was uh, a futile and stupid gesture from a few years ago about uh, National Lampoon mm-hmm. with uh, Will Forte as the star. You know about Will Forte? I like Will Forte. He's he plays Doug Kenny who was the guy who started National Lampoon and wrote uh, Animal House and Caddyshack. Yeah. Uh, this is a really cool biopic, actually. And um, I like that it doesn't really take itself seriously. Like, there's sometimes things that aren't normally seen in, like, movies, like, just kind of joke things that they kind of just let fly. And uh, there's, like, lots of actors playing, like, real famous people, like Bill Murray and Chevy Chase. And they make note. It's like it's like yeah, these guys don't look anything like the the actual actors. And it's like we don't care. They kind of say that to the audience, to you. Sounds the, like a the audience. Weird Al biopic. Yeah, kinda. Maybe uh, I don't irreverent, know. as as the kids say. Yeah. They love going around going irreverent. Irreverent. I mean, it could be that. It could be that. But uh, no, I, I I like this actually. It was a it's a well made little little biopic. I didn't know anything about this National Lampoon's guy. So um, it was an interesting, uh, interesting watch because I learned something, and uh, I, I thought it was okay too. I'm not gonna say it's like great or anything like that. I'm not gonna tell people to rush out to watch it, but uh, I enjoyed my 90 minutes. That's great. Or it's a hundred minutes. Sorry. Hundred. So would your letterbox review read 100 minutes well spent? Well spent. Mm. Irre- irreverent. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't phrase it like that. But um, well, you, could, you should. I mean, I I know I could, but I yeah. I wouldn't phrase it like that. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. So watch that, and then uh, you and me went to a movie. Unless you watched anything. Oh else. fuck no! God, of course not. Unless you want to hear about um, I don't know, uh, whether or not the gods of chaos are actually evil. Just yes or no. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, I guess we have to talk about the Flash. We'll see how much we remember because we watched it like ten days ago. I mean, we don't have to talk about it that much. We can just talk well, about it a little it, bit. It is, it is sort of like a. It's almost like a fitting little uh, capper to to, to Superman. It, it is, as, as, as it turns out. It is actually incredible little capper. Well, a capper. So what? What? How do we begin to discuss the Flash? The well, uh, now basically kind of discussed and treated as a box office flop. I mean, that's what they say, yeah. That's what they say. They say a lot of things, though. They do say a lot of things. Let's see here. Let's go to... Let's check out Box Office Mojo and see where... Ooh, dear God, it's not even in the... It's in the top ten still. Or is it I mean, I know it's there? not doing... Ah, it's number eight. It's... Uh, where are we at now? Okay, it's... Uh, 
worldwide. It's uh, slowly making its way to two hundred and fifty million. Um, that's that's not great. It's all, it's only made a hundred million domestic. Yeah. Yeah, not, not I, great, but uh, what is not a shocker. Uh, DC properties are kind of viewed as uh, dog shit. Yeah. Um, no fix uh, The Rock, but uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think he kind of ruined it for everybody, no? Okay, so allegedly, if you type this into something called Google, and then you get sportskita.com. Okay. Produced on a reported budget of two hundred and twenty-five million, the Flash's hefty marketing cost of one hundred and fifty million dollars. What the fuck? Ballooned the film's budget up to three hundred and seventy-five million. One hundred fifty. Now it's a lot. That's that's a lot. And like, if they spent that much money on it, they're fools. They're fucking yeah. idiots. Do you think that's and... true though, or do you think that's just an estimate? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to believe anymore. Yeah. I think that studios are getting ripped off real hard, though, when they're spending that kind of money. On, it's like, like for... billboards and commercials? Yeah. Like... It's like, or, or like these, like the internet, mm-hmm. the internet ads. It's like, well, I don't think costs have gone up that much in marketing. What, what's, where's, where is the money going? Some, someone's hosting where's somebody. Where's the money? Where's the money? You tell them uh, to follow uh, the, the money because it because well and then they spent the, the same problem with this though is that I've been I've been seeing this been bobbed about was with the uh, the new Indiana Jones movie that has also mm-hmm. come out to uh, a lackluster um, weekend release but it's like it's, it's Indiana Jones like no one gives a shit not anymore no not <laughs> it's anymore. like same, it's the same kind of thing we're like oh uh, another CGI fest cool if this was... I mean. People are going to pick and choose the CGI fests yeah. uh, that they go see. De-aged CGI Harrison Ford. With his weird floating head. This was a, uh, I don't know, pre-COVID world where I still tried. I would probably go see Indiana Jones, but where I am now in my life, it's like, I'll wait. I'll wait till it comes out on Disney+. Plus. I don't have a problem with that. I'll, I'll wait. I'll watch it at home one day. The Flash premiered at Grauman's Chinese Theater in Los Angeles on June 12, 2023, and was released in the United States on June 16th. Following multiple delays caused by director changes, the COVID-19 pandemic, post-production setbacks, and controversy surrounding Ezra Miller. Mm. The film received mixed reviews from critics who praised its humor, action sequences, and the performances but criticized the third act and visual effects. The film has grossed blah, 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 money, and is considered to be one of the biggest box office bombs of all time. No. With projections of as much as $200 million lost for Warner Brothers. All time? I doubt that. Come on. Well, if it's true that they spent $150 million on marketing, uh, I mean, it, it would have to, like, make... It has to come out again in theater to like essentially mm-hmm. make its money back from scratch with no one knowing better, and it's not going to get there. I mean, maybe they'll maybe give they'll... it the Morbius run. Uh yeah, maybe, maybe they will. I don't think so though. I think that was a one and done. Mm-hmm. That route that that also was a failure. So anyway, the Flash. Um, I... we saw this. We we what what got us into the theater to see this movie? Well, I got one word for you. Batman. 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 
Jared Last and I don't that, go to the theater very often. But, 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 when, but, when, do, Bat, but when Batman shows up. We'll be there. We'll be there. Except yeah. I don't know about this Batman Brave and the Bold, which is going to be directed by Andy Moschetti, who is uh, the director yeah, of The sucks. Flash, taking over <laughs> Batman now. Uh, not the it's Matt Reeves guy. Batman. Robert Pattinson Batman's its own world now, which is nice. That's good. I like that. Right. But uh, yeah, we uh, we went for uh, this Batman, and I mean, in terms of plot, I think I can summarize it pretty quickly. Like we don't have to go beat by beat. Uh, it's Snyder versus What's like after after Gunn and Safran were hired, Zaslav said of their new plan for the DCU, "There's not going to be four Batmans." <laughs> what do you, what do you... <laughs> There's not going to be four Batmans. Why was there ever going to be four Bat- Batmans? Batmans. I don't know. That just makes me think of Mark Simpson. It's not Batman. <laughs> Batman was the scientist. Yep. Jared? Uh, he was. I think it's so, so funny to me. So anyway, and he was scared. He's back in, from, in it form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It Chapter 1, I like quite a bit. It Chapter 2. Not very good. Andy Muschietti's other films like uh, Mama, also not very good. Uh, I think that's it. And then we have The Flash. So The Flash opens up with Ezra Miller ordering breakfast. and uh, uh, Yeah. And so, of course, we know that the, he gets a call from Jeremy Irons, Alfred, who's pretty blah. I Yeah. Not, yeah. not. I'm not a fan of the execution of that idea of a character, but we get Blue Batman, Athlete. Uh, yeah. um, and, and I started probably the worst I, suit he's had. Oh, ever. I was. I started immediately feeling really uncomfortable uh, for myself and everyone on it's the screen. Not a and, good suit. I just like the compositing of Batman riding around on his little, um, like bat bike and his floaty yeah. head on top. Looked so bad, and I mean, I don't want to be like part of the the choir. People are saying, "Oh, the effects in this are so bad." Oh, but I'm like, no, they're really bad. But I find the ones in Marvel movies like just this shit house. But these ones are like <laughs> somehow worse. But like, they're all bad. They all stink. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, the the whole thing is like, oh, Flash is so fast. He like he's gonna go and help out in, in the blink of an eye. Well, before breakfast gets made. That's that's mm-hmm. the joke, but mm-hmm. in the meantime, then we get a whole bunch of antics of him saving a bunch of babies from a hospital that's collapsing from like a explosion because of a heist. Batman needs to save some chemical thing. Flash is there to help. Uh, we get a we get a wonderful little cameo from uh, one of our favorite pieces of music uh, in cinema, uh, oh the, Zach, <laughs> the Zack Snyder Wonder Woman theme guitar riff because oh. <laughs> hey, you're told wonder woman's busy she won't be showing up mm-hmm. uh and you're like oh dang gal Gadot wasn't available then when she just like shows up we had some jokes about the the whip um mm, the... makes you tell the truth because we never got lasso that before truth? yeah we never got any yeah. lasso uh um... maybe it was in wonder woman too we never saw maybe... that it wasn't on the first Wonder Woman either. Uh, her lasso's there, but I don't know if it had truth abilities. I can't remember, uh, to be honest. That's, see? Look at that. Maybe it was in 84. Yeah. So anyway, we get a little bit of that. It's hilarious if you're um, a bozo, I guess. So 
Yeah, then Flash goes back and it's like, ah, I got to go work at my job at the crime lab and I'm going to get dressed down by my boss. But like, so all his co-workers are teenagers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're like, that's curious. And then, of course, they're like, here's a reporter. Oh, it's Iris. Who, Iris <laughs> West? Like Wally yeah, West? She, yeah. Oh, wow. His, his your wife? Uh, yeah. Depending on, for a movie that's never going to come out. <laughs> Thankless. That's, oh yeah, because we're still going back to like Flash's dad. Flash's dad was has been like thought to kill Barry's mother in the past. Like this, this, this is a carryover from like Justice League. This is like one weird plot beat. Mm-hmm. And um, anyways, he realizes, oh yeah, I can go so fast. I can travel through time. I'm going to go talk to Ben Affleck, Batman, about it uh, for like 45 seconds with weird-looking Ben Affleck, looking like Clint Eastwood, like real scrawny, not flipping any tires. Not anymore. That's for sure. Not anymore. He knew he was only going to get two minutes of screen time. He didn't have to yeah, anymore. He, he ain't doing shit for that. Yeah. And uh, anyways, so Flash has this great idea, and uh, he's like, I'm going to go back, and I'm just going to... Make sure Mama doesn't need to send my dad to go get tomato sauce because she's she's an Italian woman. Yeah, she is. Yep. So anyway, um, so she doesn't get stabbed by some rando. <laughs> like it, well, it's a sort I of. I think it's like, good they don't mention like because in I don't know in some of them it's like Reverse Flash doing it. Uh, I think I've seen somewhere it's just like a random mugging. So it's like, I think it's probably better they don't show it because if the intention was to make more of these movies, which it isn't anymore, but I mean, I don't know. doesn't need an answer, I think. No. So anyway, he does it. Yep. And then when he's going back to the future, because he doesn't, of course, think, oh yeah, I guess my mom's not dead. A lot of other things will change. Like I don't become Flash. And he gets slammed out of the oh yeah no the comically shitty force uh speed force cgi yeah. oh yeah <laughs> it's like it's, what what like no one said hey this doesn't look very real like it doesn't like look right at all it yeah. looks like things that red letter media makes fun of <laughs> it, it just and, i don't know andy moschetti says it it looks bad intentionally it's like I can see you not wanting it to make to make it look real intentionally, but it's like it's not that. It's uh, no. It's like you kind of tried, you couldn't do it, so you're like, well, it is what it is. Then you make it look good. Like you could figure something out to make it look awesome. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. There's so many ways they could do something, and it's just like limited scope of like very literal minded people who are like, oh, we gotta make it look like this. And yeah. it's like, that looks really bad. And it's like, we can't actually pull it off on the money that's available in the time frame available. Well, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. And you go, I see. I see how it's going to be. So anyway, uh, Flash gets knocked out by some dark looking Flash Force person that you're like, oh, it could be like dark side related. I don't know. That's That was my first thought. Uh, so he gets knocked out. Yeah. He, gets, he gets knocked out. And... He has to experience the world where he changed it when his mom's alive. And he accidentally meets his, his young self. And he realizes, oh, shit, I got to bring my young, annoying Ezra Miller, Barry Allen self to the lab where he gets struck by the lightning through the chemicals. And in doing so, he fucks up and he gets struck by the lightning himself as well. So young Flash becomes Flash, but older Flash loses his powers. 
That seems really frustrating for a few reasons because they're sneaking in there and it's like there's like a sneak scene for five minutes and it's like, wait, you're the Flash. Can't you just run through all this? Yeah. But he doesn't. And then you go, that's yeah. weird. And because then like when not. his when younger one is fighting with him, he like and like he gets hit by the lightning on accident, it's like, but wait, you're the Flash. Couldn't you just quickly move him in front of the lightning and move yourself out of the way? <laughs> they like no. forget that he's the Flash sometimes, Jarrett, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can't sustain that kind of uh that rate of excitement. Yeah. He forgets. Yeah. He forgot. It's like, I don't know. This movie's got kind of the uh, same thought that like Psycho Goreman has. Uh, you know what I, like where it's like, oh, it's like it has this limited imagining of like the circumstances that were like kind of a trappings of like a 90s uh, kids movie. Yeah. But none of the self-awareness that Psycho Goreman has. Which is mm-hmm. what makes it so which which makes Psycho Warman good. Mm-hmm. This is just like oh, this just feels like a movie that doesn't seem to realize that there's been thirty years of movies since Michael Keaton Batman came out in nineteen eighty nine. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, turns out that you know time travel, and I am really getting sick of the cliche of. Back to the Future, Eric Stoltz. Like I saw that in yeah. Fringe. There's... We, we, we saw that in Fringe. It's... Yeah, it's been done. It's been done. Yeah, <laughs> you've been beaten to that particular punch. Yeah, it's been done. There, where there are people in the audience that might not even know who what Back to the Future is now. Uh, yeah, that's true. If or... if you are if you're a ten year old, born in 2013. And you go to see the Flash. There's a strong chance you do not know what Back to the Future is. And if if they did, they would hundred percent not know who Eric Stoltz was, or what the difference is between Michael J. Fox and Eric Stoltz. Yeah, because there are people that they don't see in anything. Yeah, that's a forty year old guy writing that joke. That is that that is yeah exactly. <laughs> it turns out forty uh, something year olds don't even go see these movies anyway. They they stream them. True. Yep. So anyway, yeah, he finds out oh alternate realities. Oh shit. And it's like they find and then of course it's like, oh no, we gotta get we gotta find Cyborg. Oh, he's not Cyborg here. Oh, we gotta find Aquaman. Oh, Aquaman was never born. Oh, we gotta find Diana, but who knows where she is or anywhere. Cause they don't really they hand wave that one. And then they're like, What about Batman? They're like, Oh yeah, Batman's real. Mm-hmm. Everyone everyone knows who Batman is, which is kinda cool. Mm-hmm. And then we get then we get to go see a moment where they go to Tim Burton Batman Wayne Manor, and you're like, this is like the most interesting part of the movie right here because mm-hmm. they did like a like they do like a full like recreation of the set, uh, the Danny Elfman music kind of plays, and you go, huh, why is the rest of the setting of this world not like Burton esque? And that, that just to me seems like a something they could have done that would be kind of neat, but they didn't. And then of course, so the two flashes arrive at the manor and then there's like a, a little quick little fight scene with uh michael keaton as a body double who's just like an old like alan moore man mm-hmm. who's, who can Wait, take so. on like who beats beats ass on unspeed force flash but has some real problems with a meta human mm-hmm. uh and then yeah then you get he's like i'm not gonna help i'm gonna show you i'm gonna talk to you about spaghetti 
And yeah, that's the explanation for the multiverse. You change it, bands and bands of things change and impact. It doesn't make any sense. Who gives a fuck? Because the whole thing, of course, also is that uh, General Zod shows up, mm-hmm. but there's no explanation. No, no, it's the same as in Man why. of Steel. Well, no, because no, in, in Man of Steel, it's like he does. They they explain away. Oh yeah, we got out of the fa- the Phantom Zone, but we we were going around the galaxy looking, and then the signal went up when Superman stumbled upon it um in the ice right well, in this there, one there, they, there's that yeah yeah the signal sent it off in man of steel in this one they just said there was they pr- followed the uh escape pod uh like, yeah thing or whatever yes so anyway now we have super we have uh anyway but we'll get before we get to that so anyway um uh batman's like okay i'll help so we get like a whole scene inside of, like a a bat cave Mm-hmm. You know, eighty nine Batcave, which is fine, cool looking. We got Ezra, who Ezra Miller, who's constantly having to act against himself, mm-hmm. like not not unlike Jeremy Irons in Dead Ringers, uh, uh, but mm-hmm. lacking. He he lacks the the gravitas of that kind of actor. He's just really miscast as Flash, like on a fundamental level. He can't carry these movies. Mm. I don't know who thought he could, because they were wrong. Well, I don't think he cast them to be like, yeah, you're gonna make you're gonna make a whole movie on your own of the Flash. I think that was the intent of it. Like Ugh. from from the beginning was like, like that was Zack Snyder's whole thing was he was he cast the whole Justice League like intentionally, <laughs> so that wow. they all could go lead their own things. That, that was a that was a mistake. Yeah, but I think, but hey, folks, I think Ben Affleck Batman sucks too. I think he is like the shits. I, I like so, him in BVS, but in this, he's he doesn't have much to do. Not very not, good. Not a lot. Not a whole heck of a lot to do. Yeah. So anyway, the whole idea is that we got to find Superman because Superman will be able to stop Zod. Mm-hmm. So they of course like do some triangulations and find out like oh it's like kind of Red Sun ish where he mm-hmm. Superman apparently has landed in Russia and he's being kept in a Serbian prison mm-hmm. or in or in Serbia. Yeah. Anyway, um. So anyway, we get Batman action. We get the classic Tim Burton rubber suit that looks fucking awesome still. Uh, you'll go, why don't they just make movies with that suit? It looks so good. And you see him beating beating people up. He's got bulletproof ca- uh, cape. Mm-hmm. That's rad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's the only way it makes any sense. It's like maybe the best depiction of Batman uh, where it's like, oh, yeah, he's just like holding the line. Yep. Uh and it works. He's fighting Russians, and you're like, mm-hmm. "Damn!" Because <laughs> apparently, uh, uh, the Soviet Union's still going strong uh, yeah. in this timeline. We also get a really great line that I actually really appreciated of um, uh, Michael Keaton, Batman, of course, uh, saying that like, for crime, he like basically crimes like solved in Gotham. Crimes like it's like, like crimes down. It. Yeah, he did it. Yeah, he won. Batman was successful, which is like, holy shit. That that's like the best news ever. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's regular day crime, but it's like no, Batman worked. He actually succeeded. And you're like, hot damn, Batman! It's like he seems like such a fucking failure in every other thing you read, where it's like, oh, things have gotten worse. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. But in this, where it's like, no, it worked out great. Yep. For uh, Gotham, you're like, oh, that's a that's a nice thing. That's a what a positive little detail that mm-hmm. is. So anyway, they get there. Uh, they. They get to the the shell in which they're keeping a the Superman that they're looking for, but it turns out 
It's not Clark Kent. It's not Cal El. It's it's his older cousin. So we had Supergirl. Kara? We had Supergirl who's being kept. Uh, Kara mm-hmm. L. <laughs> Can't remember what it is. Anyways, she's in there, and of course they have no idea that that what that means because they're just like, oh, it's just like this girl, and you know they save her anyway because that's what people should do when <laughs> they find like a woman like. Uh, emaciated inside of a Russian prison block, being like, oh, we should save this person regardless. But I think Batman was ready to be like, that's not him. Let's keep going. Let's go. <laughs> it's like, what? What the fuck, Michael Keaton? What, are you, what a jerk. So anyway, uh, they bust out. We get some sweet Batman times. Um, and then we have one Flash that kind of works, but he doesn't know how to use his powers very well. And we have a guy mm-hmm. who has no powers at all. But it turns out that, that that woman is in fact a Kryptonian. She gets that sun and she it's she gets turns into super woman, supergirl, and just starts, you know, killing people. Like <laughs> throwing mm-hmm. them away. Cause she's pissed at her captors. That's mm-hmm. fine. And then uh they have a little quick little chat at Bruce Manor or Wayne Manor. And she's like, Humans suck. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, Good point. And she, she has a hissy fit. She flies off. She goes to meet Zod, who is with her people, and she sees how brutal they are. And they're like, she's like, damn, I have no place to be. So she thinks about it. And this is, of course, while Flash, the old Flash, is uh, trying to get his old powers back by recreating the circumstances in which he got his powers. Uh, it makes zero sense. It's like It's very goofy, mm-hmm. but I don't know, in a DC comics stupid kind of way. Uh, and of course, when Supergirl comes back, and of course, there's a little bit of Jesusness and clouds, mm-hmm. um, and she's able to fly him back up into the into the lightning cloud with the chemicals. He gets electrocuted more, and she's fine because you know she's a Kryptonian, and now he's Flash again. And so they go and have a big final conflict against Zod, Michael Shannon. Who did he like re-record lines or show up in this movie, or is it just like composited? I'm, I wasn't sure. I think, he, I think it. he did a solid half there. an hour. Like yeah. he showed up, like he wasn't on any set or anything like that. I think he showed up to like was he a, a lucky studio boy somewhere. He was a very lucky boy yeah. and he stood in front of a green screen and they like they're, they put a green suit, everything his head down. And they said, just read these five lines. It'll take 20 minutes and you'll be out of here. And he did. And he was paid. And I think he said, he, Oh, that's how, Oh, that sounds great. Andy. Yeah, and I think that was, uh, I think he was fine. He he said, can I finally be done of this now? Can this be the end? <laughs> That's right. So anyway, their their, their in, inexperienced Supergirl, their old man Batman, who is like nothing he can do against Kryptonians, uh, and two Flashes, one, ex, one inexperienced and one kind of like a goofball mm-hmm. at best. Uh, they're not able to seal the deal, and every single time, well, as we turns out, uh, they fail. The, the the heroes are going to lose. But wait, they can travel back in time, and they can do, fix things again. So Batman doesn't die, um, Kara doesn't die, and they can they can get we can finally fix it. But as we all learn together, you can't you can't change it. No matter what happens, mm-hmm. this particular timeline, this world is doomed, mm-hmm. doomed. Um, but of course, this doesn't set well with with young Flash, young immature Flash, Ezra Miller, who keeps trying to go back and back and forth, and he keeps trying to change everything. Mm-hmm. But and this starts doing insurmountable damage to the the bleed, not the bleed, to the timeline, and it starts to fracture. Mm. And uh, of course, uh, you know, our Flash 
good old Snyder Flash. He's like, oh, I've learned a very important lesson here. I guess I'm going to have to go and get that tomato or the tomato can out of uh, my mom's cart so she gets brutally murdered because he can't change the past, hmm. bro. So anyway, uh, we find out that Dark Flash from the beginning is, is this young Flash's fate. As he, he's, he's still trying. He's still trying to fix the timeline, which I thought was kind of cool. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. Uh, it's very, I mean, that's totally a Flash idea. And we get the real, like, big, whoa, spoilers, people, uh, mm-hmm. thing where all these orbs of alter- alternate timelines mm-hmm. uh, start sh- crashing through. And you get to see Adam West Batman. Mm-hmm. You get to see Christopher Reeve and the other Supergirl uh, in hideous CGI animated corpse mode of them just looking on. And you get to see the one and only Nicolas Cage with flowing black hair, Superman fighting the giant spider. Mm-hmm. And you're and you go, who are you, who even remembers this shit other than forty, year 40 plus year old crusty people on podcasts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like what? Who? Who? Who's this? It's, I guess this is like fan service. Yeah. Um, but it's just kind of like oh. Is, like, I know that they think, oh, see, you guys are all wrong. Nicholas Cage Superman would have been incredible. And I'm like, no, you fucking losers. It wouldn't have been. It would have been so bad. Anyway, Flash has a touching moment <laughs> stealing the tomato can from his mom's guard so she can go get murdered. But it's best for everybody. And Flash goes back, but he realizes, oh, there is one thing I can change because I'm only working with the present and I'm going to let my dad get out of jail. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to change one thing by putting the tomato can soup higher so he looks up at the camera so he thinks he actually killed her later on. But he still will have to do 20 years in jail. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we get this thing where like Iris Allen's going to be like, or yeah, Iris Allen. Let's go for a date. Uh, yeah, and then what? And then what's the <laughs> and, last and, and thing then, you see? And then, and then, and then, Bat- then Batman shows up and be like, we did it, Flash. Remember when I sent you that surveillance photo on that USB drive that said Wayne Enterprises? And then uh, Bruce Wayne gets out of the car, but it's not Ben Affleck now. It's George Clooney. Remember that? Remember Batman and Robin from 1997, guys? And the crowd went mild. I wonder why Val then, Kilmer wasn't available. And then the movie, and then it goes, wah, wah. and you're like, you're never going to see the conclusion of this story. Be <laughs> this is dead, and you go, huh? CGI babies, mm-hmm. and CGI dog, and CGI CGI, mm-hmm. and bad music like stings. Oh, so anyway, this movie's terrible. It's okay. not good. Good. Um, I didn't. I don't like regret watching it mm-hmm. or anything like that, but it's bad. Like this is a bad movie, right? Uh, yeah, it or... is. Like, I... <laughs> it's like it's bad, but yeah, it's not the worst. But no. it's bad, and and there's no nobody can be like, oh, it's just misunderstood. Oh, you know, it's because no, you no, know, no, it's it, it's it does bad. a few things the absolute wrong way to do it, which is unfortunate. But yeah, like I, it's not misunderstood like those other ones. Like, nope. uh, with actually having like a week to settle on it, there there are a few things that I actually did like in in it. So it's it's not like all bad. It's just it's not a great altogether movie. Like, that, and that's what I mean. Like, they just 
they made some bad calls like throughout and you're just like don't do that and then you see another thing and you go don't do that and then you see another thing and you go don't do that please and then they just keep doing it so there's some there are a few things i i liked which i'll talk about in a little bit but yeah it is like it's not a great show you know there's some bad stuff in there yeah. and i know jared was he was cackling because he was having such a fun time in this in this movie. <laughs> He's going, well, uh, what one customer at the store uh, did come in because <laughs> I'm the only employee of the store who's seen it, which is the opposite of normal. Usually, it's always like, I don't ever see these movies, and so it's like, who saw the Flash? And it's like, well, Jared has. And they're like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yep. And when is it good? I went, nope. I said no, not really. But one guy came and he's like, has anyone seen The Flash? I went, uh, yeah. He's like, oh, I had so much fun at that. I oh, I really liked it. I went, oh, you like those CGI babies? Oh, yeah, but yeah, no, it was pretty good. Cool. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm glad. Yeah, I think some people have fun with it. Um, no, like, I don't know. There, there are a few things that I actually do like. Like, the Michael Keaton Batman stuff is good, obviously. I think that's why they pushed the promotion on that so much was because they're like, come on, guys. Like it's Michael Keaton Batman, oh, you know you want I don't, this. I don't even want to, want to know what this movie would have done without uh, the leaning heavily on Michael Keaton. It wouldn't trailers. have been made, honestly. Like I don't think they would have been able to do it or release it. They would have canceled it, like they canceled Batgirl. I think if uh, if they couldn't have had him, um, he's really but good. I, he, I thought he was in that though too. He was, he was, but I think and like even that didn't do it. No, no, I'm, I, I think in that one he was only there like. A little? I mean, I don't know. Who who fucking knows at this point? But um, Keaton Batman's good. Uh, Supergirl is good, too. She's not in it a ton. She's good. There are glimmers of good things with Ezra Miller. I, I would say, like, there are a few parts where I was just like, I get it. I see why he was, like, supposed to be a movie star. But then, but then there's other Ezra Miller stuff, and you're just like, oh, my God. Like, young Barry Allen or like Barry Allen two in this movie is one of the most like obnoxious <laughs> movie characters. Like I, like there were a few, I think with like immediately with his first scene where he's doing his laugh, <laughs> I was like, please God, don't make that the whole thing. And then it is. And you're every time it happens, like I just found myself being like, ah, oh. I was like, I get it. He's a doofus. You don't have to do it constantly um so yeah i don't like that um i uh the story's flashpoint which is jeff johns which i feel like they gotta realize that jeff johns based material is not doing it oh jeff johns is definitely he's he's based all right they keep they keep pulling it and i actually like flashpoint like as a comic book i was like i like this. this is good like it was a good little elseworlds book and I don't I, I actually think um to be honest, I think it actually fits for this movie. It's like, yeah, Flashpoint kind of fits for this and the current climate of things, all these multiverse things, like it's done now. I don't think we need any more. Um but uh I mean Marvel's still got a year or two of multiverse stuff coming out. Um so I think Flashpoint works and one thing I actually did like is I actually just really like Flash's origin story. Um, I always have. I think Flash is like the most saddest boy 
I think more sadder than Batman. And uh, I say that comp- like in all earnesty, I think flash is the saddest of the DC heroes uh, in, in terms of his origin story. So I actually really like that just as a character story, but I did think it was kind of a, it was kind of a smart idea for them to double packages. Like for me, a guy who's read a bunch of these comic books for a normal mm-hmm. person, it might be too much. But as a guy who's read a bunch of these, I was like, I think it's kind of smart that they double packaged it as an origin story and a different kind of story building off of that, where it's like the origin is with the second Barry and then you get a little bit else or like you get all the instruction from older Barry. I was like, I kind of see what I see what they're trying to do. And like, that's the biggest thing I could say for it is I see what they're trying to do with this. It's just they kind of steer it in the wrong direction too many times where it's like, oh, you're on. A, I was like, you're on a, the right track here. And then they like really fucking veer off and you're just like, oh, no, you did it again. You went totally sideways. Um, so that's too bad. Uh, a couple of the jokes I thought were funny. I think my favorite joke was um, and this is just it was just a really dumb joke that someone like me would like is when Barry two puts on that mask and it's like not on his face very good. And his face is all squished. I was like, I like that. That's funny. It's just good physical humor, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's not like really a joke, you know, like that's no, that's not the basis of a whole movie. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what scene hit real hard? Which one? That was like real good. Uh, Michael Keaton, Batman, uh, stitching himself up. Yeah, that was good. I like that. Well, and that's what, like everything with Michael Keaton was really good. Um, he, for for the little that he really had to do, but yeah, he didn't have he gets, to do much. He, he he just brought like old manness to it, you yeah. know, where he's like, because it's not like fake Ben Affleck. Oh, I'm old and beaten up. <laughs> it's like no, he's not. Yeah, he's, he's like, I don't know how old was he, uh, Ben Affleck when he was in BVS. Uh, ben Affleck. What year did that come out? Twenty twenty thirteen. No, that was Ben Steel. Uh, 2014, then maybe 2015. So only a year or two after. 13. So, oh yeah, you know old old Ben 2016. 42? No, oh. <laughs> not even. <How laughs> Jesus. Old? Uh, how old do you think he is? 45. Okay, no, maybe maybe we we'll see. So he's 50 now. Oh, okay, so he was. Yeah, uh, I guess I guess you know 40, you're right. 42, 42 43. Yeah, no. In my head, I was thinking like 2013. You, you, I got stuck on me. And I was like, "What? Minus yeah. nine? I'm like, "Yeah, oh, broken down, Ben." I know. I mean, yeah, it doesn't it, work. It's many things. Like in this, this is the worst he's his character's ever been treated. I think. Other than well, Justice League, he's pretty bad too. Like I like him in BVS, but uh, this like he, his his Batman in this really sucks, and it's it's unfortunate. <laughs> Like, he just, his suit, like, I don't know what they did with it. It looks ridiculous. Like, the blue is nice, but, like, the chest piece looks so stupid. I don't know why they did that. Um, and plus, his scene gets muddled down with... Uh, well, see, now, now that you're doing the more you do it, when RJ does uh, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I know. I, I now, know. Maybe, I, maybe I've changed. I, when you actually hear it, it's the shits, but RJ's version, mm, primo. Yeah, I know. I've mastered I want, I want, it. I want to hear RJ's version okay. over the real footage. Well, you think Junkie XL? That's the guy who wrote that uh, that score. 
Uh, good old Junky XL. Junky XL. Um, but anyways, like, yeah, like what a, I, what a talent. Yeah, there's a lot of dumb stuff. Like, and like I said earlier, like they said it looked bad intentionally, and it's like I get it, but it's like there was a better way to do this. Just do it all claymation, <laughs> looked- like stop motion. That would have looked better. Or I just do like Spider Man to the Spider Verse. Yeah, any anything, anything yeah, like do um, it like that. So some of that stuff's re- a real bummer, but uh, I don't know. I think the thing that like is the biggest bummer is I actually like the Flash. I think the Flash is a cool hero, and it's like I feel like what they had. They had Michael Keaton. They had like an okay idea, and it's like man. I do think it's getting bombed more than it needs to. Like, it's not good, but, like, a lot of superhero movies are not good. Like, uh, I, I got to tell you, I was in a waiting room this week, Jarrett. I was in a waiting room, and yeah. I saw not just five minutes of Shang-Chi, te- Legend of the Ten Rings, but I also saw three minutes of Eternals, two Marvel films. And boy, let me tell you, Having seen five minutes of Shang-Chi and three minutes of Eternals, I don't know if I ever need to watch a Marvel movie again. Like, Definitely, because they were so good. Oh, they were so good. It just, yeah, it just is so impressive. <laughs> the uh, Eternals. Oh, my God. Uh, so my, uh, my, my point is, so, like, those movies well, aren't was, good either. So when, oh, no, of course they're not. But it's people so it's funny. It's like when when a person that says the Eternals, all they think of is the Inhumans. Well, they tried that. that really I know, but I, I I forgot the Eternals happened. Well, exactly from, from the Academy Award winner. Yeah, and my my only point of that is like I I will I'm not going to be a uh, sympathist for the Flash. Like it, they did some bad, they did some goofy shit with this. Um, but I like the Flash. And I think this is better than some of the Marvel movies, which is saying, like, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, five minutes of Shang-Chi and three minutes of the Eternals. And I was like, fuck. I was like, thank God I stopped watching these Marvel movies, like, years yeah. ago. Because that would have been an even bigger waste of time. You know what I mean? Best, the, the entire, like, the best thing about the the modern uh, the Marvel movies really is Captain America thro- throwing himself on the grenade before he knew he even had powers. Steve Rogers. That was the best that scene over 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, goddamn 2010. When, when did Captain America 1 come out? At least 20 or at least 20, 2011. Yeah. 12 years ago. Yeah. 12 years ago, baby. So, uh, I mean, those movies. After they're... that, it's been redundant. It's been redundant. Yeah. There's good and there's bad. So. Yeah, I don't know. There, there are there are a few things I liked in the Flash, and I just liked the Flash. I think Flash is cool. I just, uh, I don't know. There are a few things that went a little sloppy. The biggest thing for me is, will they keep Andy Muschietti Moschetti for Batman: Brave and the Bold, or will they cha- pivot? One other thing that's really annoying: a lot of people are like, "Look, James Gunn couldn't do it. He couldn't save DC," and it's just like, "Well, he didn't make this movie." Like this he movie, did, he didn't. This movie and Aquaman, like the one that hasn't come out yet, he didn't make either of those. He came in after those movies were done. Like he might have did oh. a little bit of post with this. Like I think he did some post with the Flash, but like he didn't make these fucking movies. Oh, did you know RJ that Stephen King has seen the Flash? And and he and he's taken to social media to give his honest review. And James Gunn has responded according to ScreenRant.com. Oh dear. 
Oh, Screen Rant, of course. Stephen King wrote, I got an advanced screening of The Flash today. Hmm. And, he, and he says he was sexually compatible with it. Oh, As a rule, wow. I don't care a lot for superhero movies. But this one is special. It's heartfelt, funny, and eye-popping. I loved it. <laughs> he can't be wrong. Well, I remember uh, I, I remember part of the press for this movie was uh, Tom Cruise. Tom do Cruise. you remember that? Uh, yep. Sure do. I mean, I'm sure Tom Cruise did love it. Tom Cruise loves blockbuster spectacles. Like, you know, <laughs> like that's his whole vendetta right now is saving Hollywood. And then uh, someone named Paul Panty uh, wrote or added James Gunn. Is this true? And James Gunn went, hell, yes, it is. He's he's paying for his uh, blue check mark. Paying for it, all right. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I see a lot of people are trying to break down James Gunn for this. It's like he had nothing to do with this. Like he helped in the post, but like that's it. I don't know. People are so fucking weird. <laughs> um, but do you not know Ezra is a predator? Yeah, I know. I know he's a bad dude. Like here, here's the point. He's not going to be in anything else. Okay. He's done now. He's done. He's gone. So unless he gets cleared, he, he's he's gone. But Jesus Christ. Guess what? Kang is gone too. So Opinionated, uh, who's also a paying member of the, the Blue Scribes. Well, this movie's going to suck. I can't trust the opinions of a man who writes about child orgies. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's this whole thing about him. Like, yeah, he wrote it. 40 years ago uh he writes child orgies fucking ugh. Yeah. yeah again once more technology the internet it's mm-hmm. the, the death Nerds. of us the death the death of culture hey the I, death, I've, the I've death of democracy i've said it there i've said it before but this is what david bowie was saying in that interview in the 90s when they asked him about the internet and he's like i don't know guys i think it's gonna be really bad and they're like, really? He's like, I think a lot of bad stuff's going to come from that. And they're like, okay, David Bowie. Okay. Okay. He but... was right. He was right. Yeah, so that's Flash for the for the folks out there. <clears throat> uh, the creeps say, well, it's a movie. It's a movie. Yep. I don't know. Not good. I, yeah. Not good. But I, hey, it's there's worse things you could watch. Yeah. Like I Criterion agree. films. Criterion films, Eternals, Shang Chi. Those are uh let, let me tell you a little bit about a movie called L'Enfant Terrible. Oh wow. Incredible. Tell me about it. Uh I'd rather watch The Flash. Oh, okay. Or no movies. Oh. No no movies. It's no movies. Oh uh, yeah, that works too. That works pretty good, too. Well, let's go paint some minifigs. All right, then. But before we do that, um, you got any news for us? I feel like we've discussed so much. News? I think we covered it all. Yeah, uh, Barnes & Noble, 50% off there. <laughs> uh, uh, no, okay. thanks. I think the last Criterion I bought was Elephant Man. For two years, three years I ago. last Remember one I bought out. was uh, Mulholland Drive, whenever that was released. That's the last one Damn. I bought. Although Elephant Man, I would buy just because I like that movie, not because it's Criterion. Very good. Yeah. So that's it for news, I suppose. It is, I believe. Um, I don't think there's any announcements that I'm forgetting about. Nope. Not yet. 
Not yet. Well then, <clears throat> let's talk about confidence games. Allow me to give you my confidence. Sounds like a tall order. Can you can you uh, satisfy that? I, I satisfaction guaranteed, but you'll have oh, to wait wow. until after the He's break. Just another con man sitting on a hill. You see him at the bonfire, the closest to the kill. Pulitzer Prize to prove it. Now America's most exciting writer makes his directorial debut. Join him in the House of Games. Slowly look over my left shoulder and tell me if you see him. Yes, he's just crossing the street. The players. A sucker born every minute, huh? And two to take him. A woman of one world. You want to see how a true bad man plies his trade? Yes. Seduced by the thrill of another. To sting this guy. I'll do it with you, please. Discovering that danger is the ultimate high. What is life without adventure? A man who offers you his trust. You've got to tell. A tell? You're telling me the hand that has the coin. You want to know a tell? His confidence. You watch this guy and tell me. Does he play with his gold ring? And takes you. Do you want to make love with me? For everything you've got. The game. In or out. Rule one. Volunteer anything. Secrecy. However strange things seem, keep your mouth shut. Rule two. What is it you think I want? Control. Somebody to possess you, to take you into a new thing. Rule three. I don't understand how this works. Deception. You keep looking for the tell. Rule four. Police, don't move. Survival. I've got to get out of here. Rule five. Ignore all other rules. We've lost $80,000 we borrowed from the mob. I should have turned around the first moment you brought the broad. In the house of games, there's no one you can trust. Who brought the damn cop? Not even yourself. <laughs> Lindsey Krauss, Joe Montaigne, in David Mamet's House of Games. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast. And tonight we're talking about House of Games from 1987, directed by David Mamet. The Ooh. tagline for this film, RJ. Mm-hmm. Nothing is as it seems. Holy shit. Oh, you you have my attention, movie. Holy shit. Sounds sounds crazy. Man, what's going what's gonna happen? I, I don't know, man. And the synopsis the synopsis of this movie from Letterboxd. A psychiatrist comes to the aid of a compulsive gambler and is led by a smooth-talking grifter into the shadowy but compelling world of stings, scams, and con men. 
a con man. Con man, a confidence man. Like he's confident in in his ability. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's confident in his body. Oh, like he's yeah. comfortable within his own skin. Ex exactly, he's everything that incredible. Uh, you're you're taught about in like calm class. Like on body yeah. self body positivity. Exactly, you are cool. you're, you're you're a good person. You're worth something. Mm. People look up to you, you know, RJ. To me? Yeah, yeah, that's right. They, they shouldn't. Uh, there's also the poster on Wikipedia. Uh, it's got a tagline as well. Human nature is a sucker bet. And the uh, and the, the, on the po so on the poster we got uh, Lindsay Cruz, uh, who I always remember is the um, she was kind of like a micro villain in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, and Joe Mantegna, uh, who some might not recognize at all. The it's like, they, yeah, they've never heard of uh, Joe, but uh -huh. they might have heard of Joe as Fat Tony. The Fat Tony? The, the Fat Tony. Uh, wow. Also in this image, um, we have a picture of the House of Games, the, uh, the dive bar uh, where mm -hmm. some of the movie takes place. But we also see a little... A little house of cards assembled by the title, and you think about whoa, cards, games. You of say chance. whoa, 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 yeah, and I just want to note a house of cards does not appear inside this film. Yeah, I was it doesn't say, happen. They got a they're they're crossing their streams here. No one mentioned cards. I think I think uh, playing cards are very graphically pleasing, and so that's why they kind of wind up in a lot of uh, uh, visual culture. It gets tossed in there, and you're like, I don't know, games. Uh, throw the cards in. There's a poker scene. Hmm. You'll watch Ricky J build a house of cards in it. Could be graphically pleasing, but what other kind of pleasing could it be? No, oh, actually pleasing. <clears throat> Do you know about neo noirs? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I, I neither of those words mean anything to me. Huh? Oh, good neo. What about I, neo? Like you mean from, from the, the Matrix? Matrix? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about David Mamet? This is the directorial debut of David Mamet. The this is the is birth it? of the Mamet Dammit. Is it now? Yep. This is where this is his first movie. Um, he'd been floating around for a bit uh, as a fledgling playwright writer. He wanted to get into movies. Uh, he met and married Linda Krauss, his wife, uh, mm. the star of his movie. Uh, she had started like building up some uh, fanfare as an uh, as a major uh, actor, and uh, yeah, he he married her, so he married into the business and uh, uh, was able to reap the rewards. And, and he has a habit though of putting his wives into his movies because eventually him and Linda Krauss break up, and then uh, he gets married to uh, uh, Rebecca Pigeon, and she she damn. becomes his yeah damn uh, his his muse his his uh, character. Uh, so anyways, uh, this is a movie I've seen many years ago. Don't know why I would have watched this. I think it might have actually been, uh, my friend Corey, who had, at some point had become interested in David Mamet stuff himself. It might have been because some of these movies would show up on Showcase, um, and another friend of ours, Ira, he was also like, they were all like kind of into this like David Mamet writing, uh, particularly the movie Glengarry Glen Ross. Oh, Which not Spartan? Not Spartan didn't come out, hadn't been out yet at this point when uh, Mammoth came on the radar. 
Uh, but Glengarry Glenn Ross definitely was uh, because of the, I don't know, star-studded cast. You know, you had Jack Lemmon, Ed Harris, Al Pacino, Kevin Spacey, um, but lots of peeps in that movie. And you get the, the at the time, I guess what would become a fairly famous scene, uh, Alec Baldwin's monologue from Glengarry Glenn Ross about brass balls. Mm. Um, which is just sort of like this like, you know, modern take on the uh, death of a salesman. And yeah, so Mamet kind of like was this, you know, I think he's from Chicago originally. But yeah, he got into the industry. He wrote, uh, or he worked on the screenplay for the Chinatown sequel. Or no, not the Chinatown. He worked on, not the two Jakes. He worked on uh, The Postman Always Rings twice, I think. It was like one of the first things he got to do. And then, I don't know, he kind of... F- farted about writing stuff wrote a lot of plays though um but eventually uh he also yeah he was the postman always rings twice he wrote mm. and then also the verdict with paul newman everyone loves his mm. salad dressing of course um but yeah house of games is definitely the beginning of like what we know as mammoth and then he had a huge hit uh writing the screenplay for the, the untouchables mm. kevin costner and bob de niro and brian de palma directing and then um, a few years later, there's the movie Homicide that's got Joe, uh, Joe Montana again, uh, which with William H. Macy returning there because William H. Macy becomes one of David Mamet's guys. Uh, Homicide is, is down the road in the Criterion Creeps uh, if we make it that long. And then 92, you had Hoffa with Jack mm-hmm. Nelson uh, and, Glenn, and Gary Glenn Ross uh, based on this play. Oleana, which I've never seen. American Buffalo, which is okay. A wig the dog, everybody remembers wig the dog. Uh, but yeah, the next big movie, of course, is this. Ninety seven was actually a spectacular year for uh, David Mamet, which actually might be why uh, he became kind of a name to me because he had wig the dog, the Spanish prisoner, which is a awesome movie, and the Edge, which is an incredible piece of man cinema. Is that the uh, Alec Baldwin, the Edge? Yes, yes, it is with Anthony Hopkins and oh, the Bear. Okay. And the bear and, and the and following year knife and the following year ronin remember you know ronin uh i know 47 ronin okay with keanu reeves what about the last ronin with the ninja turtles i've heard about the last ronin yeah, yeah i've heard about that one too <laughs> i think uh the winslow boy roger Ebert gave four stars to the, the g-rated movie oh. uh then the following year he had state and maine uh then he had the hannibal restaurant? the hannibal that he wrote of course. Uh, and, and now, Heist? And... Cute, cute, uh, it's cute as I, a Chinese like baby with the Gene Hackman. I like Heist, actually. Dan, Danny DeVito. You know why people like money? Because it's money. That's David Mamet writing. And then, then he had Spartan, which which is a rules. rules. Edmond, mm. classic, one of, favorite, uh... Uh, one of RJ's favorite <laughs> films ever. Mm. And then uh, the last thing he directed, though, and wrote... Uh, for film was Red Belt. Is that about the diner? The, the MMA. Oh, okay. Uh, he did direct an, uh, an episode of The Shield, which I've heard is a pretty good television show. Oh, but really? You know, do, do you know what the last thing, though, that he wrote, directed, and produced was? The Eternals? Uh, no, it was a TV movie. Oh. Uh, starring uh, one Al Pacino. Uh, are you familiar with Phil Spector? Uh, I'm I'm familiar with Phil Spector. Isn't wrote, it? wrote, directed, uh, produced Phil Spector. 
not well, good. It wasn't could, very How could good, that be when Phil Spector's here podcasting? I know, right? I know, right? How? How? How oh. is it possible? I don't get it. Injured. Uh, whenever, that's the last uh, thing uh, he uh, did, uh, hey? That's the last thing. And then suddenly uh, this podcast started right after. Coincidence? Yeah, I, I guess he's been busy. Uh, I, I have a beard. David Mammon had a beard. Yeah. And then he, so David Mammon had his show, The Unit. Uh, that he also yeah, worked he on with, with Sean Ryan, uh, a co-creator of The Shield. That show wasn't that good. Mm. But anyways, and then he kind of, yeah, he went on his way. Well, he's a teacher now, right? <laughs> well, he always was a teacher. He, yeah. Isn't that his thing, though? Doesn't he teach, uh, he's like a I think stage coach or something? Probably. They all do that. But... Well, remember his... Con- yeah, like, his controversies. Well... Well, cause like I'm, I was pretty sure he was like an acting coach or a stage coach for a while, and like he's like, yeah, I'm a teacher, and then he's like, and then he had that comment, he's like, all teachers are inherently pedophiles, and then everyone was like, what? <laughs> oh he's yeah, like, aren't you a teacher? He's like, yeah, yes. yeah. Well, yeah, there's a few things on his Wikipedia, uh, like gender issues, political oh, views. Yeah, oh dear. Few. Yeah. Yeah. The mammoth, hey. Yeah, where did he say? Yeah, Mammoth claimed that the law was necessary because teachers are abusing children mentally and using sex to do so, further alleging that teachers are inclined, particularly men, because men are predators to pedophilia. That was a he. He said this as a teacher, though. He said he? this as a teacher. He's like, oh yeah, don't don't trust us, Dave. That's Ma- David. Classic Mammoth. Mammoth. So, anyways. Yeah. So there's there's some fun stuff. I I don't know. David Mammoth's a figure. I I own like all these movies, so I have a mm-hmm. bit of a soft spot. But it's been a while since I watched House of Games, and I was kind of curious how it would hold up. You know what House of Games reminded me of a lot. House of Cards. And House of Cards. No. So and it always has reminded me of it, but I couldn't. I never put my finger on it till watching it this time. This movie looks so much, and I think it's the same year too. Reminds me a lot of Hellraiser. Is that weird? <laughs> Wait, what like House like of the, Games? The, yeah, like the cinematography, like the look. Of I the know, movie. I know exactly what you mean. It's it's the light. It's like the neon lights, kind of, and like the smoke, and like women smoking. I think is a is a big thing too. I I, 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 I get. Both, I didn't. Yeah, well, I both didn't movies came up, together. But both movies it. are 1987. Uh, there's something yeah. about the 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 Margaret Ford character, uh, Lisa Krause is playing, yeah. uh, and the. Um, the 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 mother um more more on to this i think like i didn't put this together but uh i'm i'm reading a clive barker book right now and uh this is a clive barker character this lady like a psychologist who is like i kind of want to like see how far i can push my boundaries because that's his whole thing he's just like how far can you go well because like you would even say like yeah like mike uh he's like frank Yes, he is. Yeah, but like it's it's a classic. Like Clive Barker, he this 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 does play like a Clive Barker story. Like it's a character who's like pushing the boundaries, and uh, there's other things too. But yeah, uh, I I didn't put it together. But um, now that you mention it, uh, it is very Hellraiser esque, and uh, yeah, in a in a completely not Hellraiser way, but. It's there, like the I way mean, it's shot. There's something about the characters a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. But the only that, difference. No, 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 one, no, no one goes. Jesus wept and explodes. 
I was going to say the only difference, yeah. Is that's that the only, only difference, though. The only and, difference and it, is that. And a homeless guy turns into like a giant dragon. dragon. Nobody is getting flayed. No one's turning into a dragon. And there's not like hardcore sexuality in it. Other than no. that, it is. Yeah, other than level. other than that. Other than that. So, yeah. yeah. Nothing. So, so, but so it, the fact that it misses all those things already drops it down a whole star. A whole star right off the bat. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So. The, our character, so Lindsay Cross. Um, so she plays uh, Margaret Ford. She's a psychiatrist, and she's just published mm-hmm. a book. She's got fans. This is like an era where we're led to believe where people like walk around and like recognize people from dust jackets. And they go, "Excuse me, are you Margaret Ford? Can you sign my book?" People don't buy books anymore. People don't even care. But I, I have was, a book. Yeah, there you go. See, no one cared. No one cares. Just single though. I I just own one. You own one book. Yeah, I just own yeah. one book. Yeah. Um. So anyway, she has she's you get like kind of these like little sequences of like it's just like quick shorthand bits where you know she's talking to um some patients. She's dealing mm-hmm. with this one woman, uh, who's in a a ward. Uh, I believe she's killed her husband. I think is what you huh. find out. And she also yeah. you get introduced to her mentor. Um, another psychiatrist that she kind of like looks up to, who kind of like calls her out on her uh, Freudian slips, which they kind of lean on yes. to maybe a little, a little too much, a little too heavy. <laughs> a little as too soon much. as the first one happened, it's like it's oh, like boy. yes, an incredible nipple, and it's like what? It's like oh, did I say nipple? I, say, I meant to say needle. I meant to say, or it's like it's like. Why are you thinking like, about? Or why are you thinking of nips right now? Yeah. Anyways, it's something along those lines, but yeah, that's like whatever. It's um a different time, a different time. Yeah. So anyway, uh, one of her patients though is this guy named Billy, and uh, Billy's of course it he's, is. he's he's a he's a degenerate gambler, and uh, he's stressing out, and he's going he's ready to pull the gun out and blow his brains out. <laughs> and of course, she acts like she's like she's cool as a cucumber. She's like, why would you do that? Just hand me the gun and don't do that. We'll solve this together. And he's like, yeah, well, I owe twenty thousand dollars. How are you gonna solve that, huh? Tell me this. It could, mama. It could, this, this this guy would have been played by Brad Dourif if Brad Dourif was interested. You know what I'm saying? If he was interested. Yeah, poor, and the key is that he was yeah, not. David Mamet's poor man's uh, Brad Dourif. Brad Dourif. Yeah. Billy Hahn, whoever plays Billy Hahn in this. Stephen Goldstein, who doesn't even have a blue link on Wikipedia. Of course, it's fucking Stephen Goldheim. <laughs> Of course it is. Goddamn, of course it is. Goddamn, Goldheim. So, so anyway, she um, something draws her into this um, into this something intrigues her about the situation, um, and she decides to go confront the the guy that's holding this debt over her patient as a as a doctor. So you're kind of like, oh, that's an interesting play. That's an interesting move. Uh, she's she's doing here. Mm. Goes down to the pool hall. Called the House of Games, sure uh, and she, she this this lady she doesn't take no for an answer. She's straight talking. She's a straight shooter. Um, is she, she doesn't fall. Yeah, she is. She's the bartender's like, ah, Mike's not around. She's like, go get him. Like I know he is. Don't, don't lie to me, bartender. And so uh, out comes Joe, uh, talking like Tony. <laughs> like it's like one of those things. You're like, man, this guy. I need you to be my girlfriend. <laughs> so anyway, he's like, they start talking. And he's like, wait, he's talking. Who is Mike? <laughs> and it's just like, Mike. What's Who's a truck? What's a truck? 
What's a truck? Do you guys know a truck? <laughs> it's pretty good, actually. I like yeah. it quite a bit. Yeah. So anyway, she's just like, so they have an exchange. And so much of it's like, you can't repeat this crap. Like, you have to watch it. Because uh, it's like, you know, a real playwright's dialogue. You can't recap it unless you're going to play it. It's not like Snyder-esque dialogue of Batman and Joker talking about reach-arounds. It never reaches uh, that height, per se. But... Ah, damn. Yeah, I know. But anyway, that's real writing. Uh, here, though, we've got we got Ricky Jay in a back room as a, as a poker player, uh, it appears. And you go, Ricky Jay, that classy motherfucker. Oh. So, yeah, David Mamet also did uh, direct a David, uh, Ricky Jay documentary. Uh, it was like Ricky Jay and his 52 assistants because it's about his playing cards. It's too bad Ricky Jay's not with us anymore. I know. He was, he was the best. Is he us. actually dead? Yeah. Oh, he died for real? He, he, yeah, for realsies. Was it, how did he die? Like, I, I don't know. Of death? He died of oh, death. You know what's death also. Got him? Yeah, I think he's dead. Pretty sure he is. There's no mention of his death on Letterboxd. In my mind, I feel like he did die. Yeah, he died 2018. See? I knew I didn't imagine COVID. it. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> COVID. Two years before. Uh, yeah. Oh, you never know. Makes, makes sense. Makes sense. So anyway, uh, Ricky Jay, he's working in the back, and Joe's like, hey, I'll forgive that I owe you if you come and pretend to be my girlfriend. And he's got to tell. He will rub his, he will adjust his finger when he has a hand that we need it and kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she's like, sure. Sounds good. I'm tough. And Joe's like, I'm, I admire that about you. So anyway, they go to the back. I could you, see you right away. Yeah. I knew you were tough. <laughs> I could tell. I could tell. Oh. oh. So, uh, so they go back. They watch the game. There's a back and forth. Uh, we have like this other character, kind of like the professor, um, m- member of this team, as we discover. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just Joey is the guy's name. Anyway, just Joey. Uh, but I was gonna say like when I was talking about Ricky J being dead, it's like well, there's another like incredible. Uh, one of the great character actors, one of my favorites, who's in this movie too for a little bit, JT Walsh, who mm. whenever I see him, I go, fuck, I love that guy. Every time he's in shit, he's like so good. He's such a good, like, bad guy. Which one scumbag. was JT Walsh? Uh, he's the guy who's the cop. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, I I, 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 yeah. From um, uh, Break, Breakdown, the Kurt Russell movie. Oh, I love JT Walsh. Yeah. So, that guy's good too. Yeah. Okay. So. She shows up. She's like playing cards with these or watching these guys play cards. You get some tough guy talk, the, the some mammities. Uh, mm-hmm. And of course, uh, he's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And when you do, you have to check to see if he ch- ch- moves his ring. And of course, he, he gets all pissed off, pretends to be blustered. I'm, I'm going to take a break to the bathroom in the middle of his hand, as, as one does in that's poker. Allowed. <laughs> that's allowed. Like, that's yeah. the thing. I was like, I don't play poker, RJ. So maybe you can speak yeah. to that. I feel like that is, uh, that would be questionable behavior you gotta play the hand through you gotta yeah, play, you you gotta play the i got I, I gotta take look pat i gotta dump i gotta i gotta dump real bad is it okay everyone would be like no <laughs> you're still play your fucking hand it's what are you play doing play the Dude. hand yeah yeah play, play it out motherfucker shit and later then, <laughs> and then go and then yeah. go it's not been that long so anyways but maybe these guys are also playing on that idea maybe that's like the, that's a tell to the audience going that doesn't make sense so anyway she it doesn't know be. better i guess yeah. so she's of course she sees what she's been told she will see which is him playing with his finger, uh, finger ring and so when he gets back she says 
take him, take him for his money. He played with his ring. You got this. And he's like, oh, right. I, I, I will. And then there's like a money, but boy, he doesn't have the money. And she's like, well, I'll cover it. I'll write a check right here. <laughs> and, and then, of course, it turns out Ricky Jay does have a better hand. And mm-hmm. everything went according to it. And he's like, I'm not leaving here without taking my money. And she's like, well, I guess I better pay this money. And he's like, yeah, I think you should. So anyway, yeah. uh, he's she's like kind of back talking to him. And he pulls out a gun. And it's like intimidating. And then, of course, she notices that, hey, there's water dripping out of that gun. And she's like, all right, mother... I got you, sons of bitches. This is bullshit. And we get this, like, cool scene where it's just like, they all go, oh, well, that we fucked up, I guess. Oh, well, it was all good. It was, it was all good sport. But then we get this transition scene where, like, now she starts saying, hey, no, these guys a little bit that the rest yeah. of the night. And she gets introduced to the con. And this is she finds this all very intriguing, this, like, snapshot of the underworld of... How um, far you know, can we push this? Yeah. Of, Live um Clive Barker, and but you get these cool little scenes of uh, what's it called, the flu, uh, which is like you have to be watching it now. I think the first time I watched this when I was younger, I didn't quite get it, and then I now I understand exactly what's going on, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. So anyway, you think that's the end of it, but it's it's only a beginning because she begins every ending's a new beginning, Jerry. That's right. So anyways, she can't stop thinking about this. Uh, interesting night and so um she tracks she goes back to the house of games finds out that mike's not there and then she goes to this other bar um and she basically uh, has a proposition for mike uh, she wants to write about mm-hmm. him and this sort of like nightlife this this underworld uh she becomes very intrigued by it and so you know kind of takes her through a couple of uh cons um, soft cons. We get to see with William H. Macy. We get to see like the the Western Union tel- uh, telegram scam uh, about money being wired and stuff like that. We get a snapshot of that. Uh, your buddy uh, William. Yeah, we also get like a a hotel room scene, uh, mm. w- w- which is like again like you kind of go like I've seen this movie before, so I kind of like knew where it was going ultimately, but it's something that was like. Couldn't remember exactly how it played out or what where the twists and turns are, so I'll be kind of curious what you thought about it watching mm-hmm. it because uh, as a uh, uh, a viewer of twenty twenty three watching a movie from nineteen eighty seven where we've watched a lot of movies about con men and we're bracing for it. Like I think mm-hmm. at one point we wouldn't have been like, oh, here it comes, or maybe like the younger you are, the more like susceptible you are to these sort of things. Like it's not like uh, the mm-hmm. era of you know your uh, usual suspects when it first came out. Uh, there's one really good con movie because I used to watch like all these con artist movies because there's not a lot of them, but the ones that mm-hmm. do come out they're almost always great because uh, the subject matter lends itself so well to movie making. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a movie called Nine Queens. It's a Argentinian movie. Uh, really good. I, I'm not sure where it's around these days anywhere. Well, but in yeah, Argentina. It, in Argentina, but I remember getting it from Blockbuster, but the DVD I bought was like a previously viewed one, and the disc was just fucked. It never worked. So I don't know. I, never, I always wanted to rewatch it, but I never really got a chance, and, you know, I don't, I don't watch movies anymore. So. You don't, but... I don't. You've seen Heist, other David Mamet, right? I have you, seen you know, Heist. You know what pairs well with the Heist? A, heist, a good double feature? <laughs> have you ever seen the score? Uh, I was going to say, the score, RJ. <laughs> The score. I, have you ever seen the score, Jarrett, with Marlon Brando? That, that movie lacks something of a mammoth con. I I know, but start with the well. 
no, it's not a good double feature. But I was gonna say start with the score and then lead into haste. But maybe, maybe that's the wrong way to. Uh, maybe, maybe that's the wrong way. Yeah. You know. But I mean, that's like uh, I mean, prime material before we mentioned the, uh, the the Christopher Nolan verse, um, where you have your mementos and the yeah. like. Even um, uh, even like Heart Eight, I would throw into that line. Um, all Tom Sanderson's uh, first real movie. Way back when, good movie, mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. stuff, good stuff. So, anyways, um, Mar 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 Margaret and Mike, they they fuck. They have they have sex in a hotel room because uh, that's what they both want to do. Yeah, and and then of course, but but we're we're still kind of being strung along. Uh, there's a, there's a little bit with a pocket knife. Yeah, getting away with things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she of course, how like, far she can push. But, but of course, but so they're about to leave, and Mike's like, "Well, I gotta go. I'm running late." I'm supposed to be somewhere, and it's right here in front of this hotel room that we happen to be in front of. So, oh my uh, god, I and so she's like, "I want to be. I want to join you, Mike. I want to be with you when this happens." So the scam here is, and this is where um, uh, JT Walsh shows up. Uh, the, the professor, I'll just keep calling him that. He's just left a convention with JT Walsh's character. They're uh, conventioners. Um, they're waiting to catch a cab somewhere, and Ricky Jay is a man who appears to forget his briefcase on a street corner. So the four of them appear at the street corner after this cab is just left with Ricky J minus the briefcase, and they go, oh, look, they've forgotten their briefcase here. And they proceed to open up, and it just opens up magically on its own to reveal it is a suitcase filled with money. Uh, this gives them all pause, uh, and they're, they're going to discuss the matter, and they go, well, this, can't just, this must be unusual. This must be a proceeds of crime, perhaps. Uh, who would be there to report it? It's, it's missing. Uh, there's a there's kind of like a we skip ahead like hours into the debate about it the working up of this other this fourth party mm-hmm. um, about like this idea of like how do you take the money what if the money is hot or what if the numbers are recorded how do you split it up who's going how do you take it do you just take do you just take the money and walk right now that kind of thing but it's all about getting a person to come to the realization of suggesting on their own a great idea that's kind of what it always comes down to is getting up getting the mark to kind of offer up something because you've given them the, your confidence and uh, they want to give you, they, you feel, you feel like, Oh, you're so generous. I'm going to give you something back. Uh, and so the idea here is that, so GT Walsh is like, well, bullshit, I'm going to take care of this here. And uh, I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to put my money forward. I'll pay you guys out and I'll sit on the money. Um, and then it'll, everything will work out great. And this has been like, they've been like, okay, we're going to do it. We have to wait till the bank opens. We're all going to sleep in the same room. Keep an all an eye on this money until the morning when the bank opens. So anyway, uh, everything's going great. Uh, and then uh, uh, Margaret's character goes to like grab something from her coat while uh, JT Walsh's character is in the bathroom. And she sees him getting ready, changed. And she notices that he's got a gun on him. Mm. And then she notices that he is whispering and talking to a microphone saying, we're coming out. Yeah, there's four of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't let the girl get away. Uh, well, then there's two of them. They got the money. Uh, they're, they're, they're not armed. And she's like, oh, my God, he's a cop. Mm-hmm. She, goes, she goes to warn them, saying, he's a cop. we got to be really careful about all this. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, shit. And they're like, oh, my God. There's a... He knows that the, the, now they're like they, they're not they're not wanting to go and there's some confusion. The guy's like he pulls his piece. He says you're under arrest. 
uh, a scuffle breaks out. Uh, she gets involved in it, and the gun goes off, and the gun shoots and kills JT Walsh. <sighs> Dead. And they're like, oh, my God. Your boy. Margaret, you killed a cop. <laughs> I can't believe you did this. We ought to get you out of here. You can't be here. It was an accident. We all know it was an accident. Let's get out of here. So they, mm-hmm. they, they, they there's a, a hasty uh, escape from the hotel. Uh, they even get her to steal a red car because uh, she has to do it. Uh, they hop in. They get away. Uh, they have to clean the vehicle off. And, of course, they the whole thing, though, is so the court, there's a suggestion that gets brought up. It's like this money. It's like, well, that's real money. Where did it come from? And it's like, oh, it's a money from the mob. We just took out a loan and we give it back. But, of mm-hmm. course, a, a snag is hit when the professor has forgotten the suitcase filled with money back at the hotel. It is gone. They are well, dead, he, man. They're dead. Well, they're going to be – there's nothing you can do. They're going to die. He thought he had it. He, Oh, my God. And well, he was like, flummoxed sh- because Tony brought that broad with him. Yeah, there's a the one thing I've mentioned uh, in the, the writing of this. There, there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of um, misogynistic <laughs> terms. There's a lot of terms, not of not very endearing terms uh, toward um, yeah. females in this. So that's something to look forward to, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's something. Anyway, uh, so they're like, "Oh my God, we're dead." Like, they're going to kill, like, me and my partner. We're dead. We were supposed to get this money back. We're screwed. This was supposed to work. And, oh, my God, we're in trouble. And they're like, well, of course, it's like, well, Joe's like, well, you got to get out of here. And she's like, no, no, let me me give you the money. Let me, I will help you. I can afford it. I can give you the, whatever it was, $20,000, $40,000. He's like, you have that kind of money? And she's like, yes, yes, anything for you. Anything for you, Mike. And she's like, okay. All right, no problem. <laughs> and they're like, well, there, we know it's and, and... language used. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's what it boils down to. And so, anyway, uh, they. She helps them. And yep. uh, yeah, the rest of it goes into like a territory of like boilers, I guess, if you have never watched this movie. It's a con artist movie, folks. <laughs> so, anyways, she finds out she's been taken advantage of. And it's all good stuff. It's it's like this big come down, realizing she's been made a fool. And it's about how she handles that situation. And it's like, what's she going to do? Uh, and I guess it, it it goes in surprising places, I guess you could say. But anyways, sure. uh, I guess like probably from my uh, enthusiasm describing the movie in some detail, uh, you know, 10, 11 days after watching it, it's kind of stuck out at me in a lot of ways. Sure. And it's, like, it's a good movie to recall because it's like, oh, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. This, 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 this happens. The plot is interesting. Uh, but yeah, anyways, House of Games. Good movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think uh, Homicide, his like, next real movie, I would say people should watch. Uh, also interesting, good performances. I kind of got part of it confused with this movie too when I was watching House of Games as well. I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's not the plot twist. That's a different movie. That kind of thing. And I was like, oh yeah, that blurs and blurs with this. Um, I do think still that like, Spanish Prisoner in terms of the these con movies of his uh, is the best one. Uh, but all his movies are like interesting. Uh, he, he, he offers an interesting perspective with his characters. Um, his I'm not sure if he's like offering up a critique of masculinity by any means, but his depictions of like manness i guess or uh kind of like shitty but i think he might think they're kind of cool so i don't know if that's a good thing or not but i think he does it uh and he, he presents like these 
characters uh, well in 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 a entertaining way. We we're like, oh, I'm 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 in the I'm in for the ride on this sort of stuff. I guess. Uh, I wish movies like this came along. Like, do, do you remember um, what's his name? The guy everybody hates now. Brothers Bloom director um, Ryan. Philippi. Uh, uh, directed. Shit. What else did he? Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Brothers. Oh, Bloom. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Yes. Fucking Brothers Bloom. That's the deepest pull you've ever had on this. You don't remember Brothers Bloom? No, I do, but uh, I had no idea who directed that. That's. I think that's the deepest pull you've ever done on this podcast. I don't Fucking think it Brothers is. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that I, seems like that seems like an Andy pick at this point. Like it'd be well, like something you should be. You'll be watching this next week. I probably will, but I mean, um, my my point is, you're, you're just like, oh yeah, it's this 1976 movie that's like stars no one, and it's shot on VHS. It's like we expect that, but Brothers Bloom. Hey, everyone knows Ryan Johnson and Brick. I mean, the guy likes his, but yeah, Brothers yes, Bloom is like such yes. a a gentle movie in comparison to the David Mamet presentation of The Con. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's got a grittiness to it. Um, his characters are like ugly and mean and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's a pleasant surprise. Yeah. But uh, yeah, anyway, so yeah, House of Games for me, uh, definitely a, a highlight of the uh, last, I don't know, year so. of fucking Criterion. So yeah, uh, it, was, it was a good rewatch. I'm, I'm glad for me it held up. I'm curious, RJ, how, uh, how you felt about uh, Joe, Fat Tony and Friends. Ooh, Joe, he said, yeah. hey, you, gotta, you gotta be my girlfriend for a minute here. That's Fat Tony. By way of Christopher Walken. Uh, so House Games, i never seen it. I have seen uh, a good chunk of David Mamets. More later day Mamets. Not yeah. a lot of early day Mamets. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know of David Mamet. I know that he's a person who exists. So I'm I'm ahead of the curve on that one. Um, what was I talking about? Yeah, House of Games. Uh, I, I hadn't watched this yet. Uh, I started with Andrea, and she was liking it. And then... Uh, she uh she wasn't feeling good so she went to bed so she she missed most of the movie but um uh she was liking the like the 20 minutes that she had seen of it so that's a that's a good sign uh, high, right high praise for a criterion yep yep well i put her i i think i've mentioned i don't i don't even bother trying to get her watch the movie unless it's something i think she would maybe like so i saw this and david mamman i was like yeah yeah she might like that uh so i threw this bad boy on and uh, it definitely has aesthetic. This movie <laughs> is aesthetically pleasing in many ways. Uh, like I said earlier, I didn't make the uh, Hellraiser connection, but I do see it now, and I think that's a uh, one of the reasons I liked it all, uh, or I liked the look of this movie a lot, which I did a lot. Like uh, I, I like the look of this movie quite a bit. It looks real good. Um, I and I do like this movie, by the way. Uh, it is a it is a good show. Um, it's very entertaining. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's like 90 minutes. It is a in-color English movie, which I know is not a uh, high watermark of um, good things. But uh, <laughs> Subtitles um, are not essential. No, no. Uh, I had them on anyways. Uh, but yeah. uh, it's, it's nice that I don't have to rely entirely on them. Um, but, but, you, uh, but you will watch the movie with your full attention. Yes, yes, yeah um no it's it was a good show like uh i i do really like david mamet um like his writing i think sometimes he's he's a little up his ass 
uh, a little bit, but uh, for the most part, I think he's uh, he's pretty good, and um, like he does kind of structure his writing in a in a good in a unique way. Like some things build on top of other things, and then some things are just straight. Like he's like, oh, this is just something cool somebody would say. And it's just like, yeah, I like that. <laughs> It's like not everything has to be like this big like linking to something else. Like he does that sometimes, but uh, I do like that sometimes he's just like, yeah, there's something cool. He he didn't say that. That's me, um, you know, taking meaning from his writing. Yeah. Uh, he it's very stage, uh, play y. Like um, like the way the characters talk and even the framing of things is very much like I think you could take any one of his scripts it seems, and it would just, or, like, especially this one, and it could just be a stage show, like a Broadway show. You just slap it down. It's like, it's like I don't know, you got five people, and you got some walls. Make this into a play. I think uh, that's kind of what his writing is. Sometimes, like, that doesn't work, but for him, it does. Um, I think he's got, a, like, a really good eye for how things should be set. Like, the way he kind of frames up stuff uh, is very, like, it's just nice to look at. Like, it's very pretty. Um, I do like the aesthetic of this movie, like I said, is very appealing to me. It'll be appealing to me because a lot of it is like 80s bars where it's like <laughs> neon signs and like smoke, like kind of moving through the air and like dudes you know, like, in suits that are too big on their bodies kind what, of thing. What, what about like Barfly? Mickey it, Rourke it, well, exactly. Or Frank Stallone. It, exactly. It's, uh, I don't know what it is. It's just, um, it's fun to watch. I like it. I like it. It's very comfortable for me uh, for no reason at all. But uh, yeah, I think he, he's got a really good eye for stuff, which I think is like one of the best qualities of him. I got a lot of screenshots with no subtitles in them. Uh, I posted one last week for the weekend dudes <laughs> one, just because like just a scene of a bar, like an old dude at a bar. And I was like, man, that's where I want to spend my weekend. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Jer? Mm. Uh, which is maybe sad for some people, but uh, I was just like, I don't know. This old dude's pretty cool. So his, his stuff looks really good. He, I, I could see some people not liking his writing very much, but I like it. I think it's good. Like, like I said, sometimes he's kind of up his own ass a little bit, but for the <laughs> most, for the most part, I'm just like, yeah, you up his up his good. up his what? His ass. His ass. His own ass. His ass. His own. His ass. His own ass. Ass. Huh? Ass. Huh? I can't take on, fat on, me anymore. On, on this pod? On this? What's a what's a truck? I don't know. Um, but yeah. Anyways, Joe Montana. Uh, Joe Montana, uh, quarterback of uh, um, many football teams. He was uh on the fighting Irish, I believe. Um, he was, uh, incredible in his role here. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I like, I like the setup to this. I like the idea of this movie, con man and a psychologist, uh, I, right, right from, that was all I read. And I was just like, yeah, I'm into that. Looks good. I like David's, David Mamet's writing for the most part. Uh, so I thought this was all around a good time. Um, but, um, one thing you mentioned earlier was when did I figure it out? Yeah. kind of so there was two things there was there was one where i was like eh, i think this is gonna go this way and then there was another thing that like before it was revealed i was like hey it's absolutely going that way uh the first one was um after the bone bone town you know yeah. about bone town um it was it, the way he leaves the hotel well i was just like 
Because hmm. it, it's it's kind of like what you said, where he's like, oh, I forgot. I'm late. I'm late. I got a sting right here, right now. Oh. What do you mean? You can't you can't come along. You can't you can't be there. This is bad for everyone. Um, right on that, I was just like, eh. it's like I think this is gonna go this way for this movie. Um. And then for for a second, like when they, when they're slapping her and stuff in the car parking lot, I was just like, oh, maybe not. They got like, to make it look good. Yeah, you got to make it look good. But then you're, the thing you're not that miffed this, are you? Miffed. The thing that solidified it for me was uh, when uh, he talks about getting her getting the money because it's the same way he the same language he used at the poker game. Because at the poker game, she's like, I could write a check, and he's like, he's like, well, for the love of God, you better do it. <laughs> and then. Like at at that point where she, he's like he's like you don't have that kind of cash and she's like I do and he's like well for the love of God get the cash and I was just mm-hmm. like all right okay yeah. so it's like the way he says it he's just like he's like you could never I could never take it and she's like I have and he's like well do it you gotta do it and I was like all right all right well all right. and you get that yeah, there's that other there's the one scene too in the movie uh like where she's in, in her office and she's dealing with everything that's just happened mm-hmm. and she starts like cuz she's dealing with the guilt cuz she thinks like oh my god I just killed a she police killed officer but yeah. I have to like I have to hide all my tracks I have to like get rid of like all my note right my writing what I was planning on writing this book the patient mm-hmm. the linkages I have to track it all down and then she realizes she's got like blood all down her blouse that's like been covered mm-hmm. up this whole time and it's all dried up and she's like oh god she starts throwing it all the way um because mm-hmm. she's like oh fuck <laughs> like, and it's, yep. it's what a person would be doing I guess that they wanted like to yeah. get away with and it then... she's like you can't tell anybody about this just forget about it <laughs> like when all his advice and like I'm gonna disappear. You gotta protect yourself. You gotta go away and yeah. well, and then Skinny Pete ruins it for for uh, for everybody. Yep. Yeah, he, uh, he makes himself had. You know, makes himself had. Uh, we won't give away the ending, I suppose. But yeah, um... there's some good. There's some good stuff still in there. Yeah, I I, I uh, like not like not that I saw it coming or anything, but like I wasn't surprised by it. I was like, yeah, I was no. like. I was like, that's a that's a good fitting ending for this. I was mm-hmm. like, I like that. Um, yeah, it's very Clive Barker esque. Some have said. Mm-hmm. Some have said. Well, what about but, that uh, that jazz score? That one I liked a lot, and then I also really liked the jazz score. That was like, yeah, especially at the end. Uh, yeah, I like the jazz. I like the jazz. That's what I mean. Like this movie is just for me personally. Uh, I M O. I M O. This was the look and sound of uh, the things I like in movies. It looks like an '80s bar. It sounds like an '80s bar, and there's jazz <laughs> going. There's cigarettes flying. I was just like, yeah. yeah. I got a really good screenshot of a lot, lot of smoking, lots of smoking ones. I got. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. There's that's a that's a definitely a point of plot. Mm-hmm. You, I, you, I love to see it. You know, like uh, smoking's not allowed in movies anymore, so it's a, it's a major bummer. You know, Wolverine's not allowed to smoke. Do you think Wolverider, the new Ghost Rider, do you think he's gonna be allowed to smoke? <laughs> Helverine. Helverine. Do you think he's gonna be allowed to smoke? I don't know. What does David Man want to add him on Twitter? Hey, what do you think about Helverine? <laughs> you should ask him. You should ask. I, him. I, he says I don't think about it. And then you go, oh, 
heavy dunking on dudes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very yeah, good. Yeah, Very yeah. good. Well, let's see what uh Chuds have to say about this movie. Oh dear. What what could what do they say? Okay. Oh. Uh we got Kobe rules. I feel like maybe we've encountered Kobe? Oh uh, yes. Rules. yes. Yeah. Oh, that's way too long. Oh, who cares? Oh yeah. yeah, she was on yeah, she was in Slapshot. That movie's that movie's good too. Anyway, yeah, let's, yeah. let's see here. Treasure. Jamie, half a star. After all the praise I'd heard about David Mann, I was expecting some good writing. <laughs> it is good. It's yeah. like I said, sometimes he's up his own ass, but for the most part, it's good. Like, I don't know. This guy's one of this guy's favorite movies is Lost River, which I've never seen, but I can't imagine it's good. That's oh, Nicholas dead man. Reference, right? yeah. Dead man. They, dead man. Dead man. Dead man. How do you ruin a con movie? Writes Caffin 8D. Mm. Is that caffeinated? I guess. Uh, yes. I, I believe that's what the kids would say. Ah, yeah. Okay. I'm not a yeah. kid. Yeah. Uh, let David Mamet be involved. That's how you ruin it. <laughs> In order for a con to work, the characters have to be believable. Mamet's dialogue is so poorly written and delivered that all the characters seem other and unreal, which makes you immediately suspicious of their motives. None of the reveals were surprising, and the performances are excruciatingly bad. Easily the worst con movie I've ever seen. This person half starred um, Florida Project, which okay. is one a movie, but like they also half starred Bowfinger. You remember Bowfinger, Jarrett, and how we I were do. talking about Bowfinger not yeah. even a week during, ago during the, during the trailer of the Blackening. Yes, so they have starred Bowfinger, and they have starred Joe Dirt, which. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't think anyone could half star Joe Dirt. You know, it's not half stars. Four. Uh, uh, then there's Billy Pritchett who just wrote "Damn it, Mammoth." See, I mean that's there you go. clever that's, enough. Mammoth, damn it. Yeah. Uh, Adam Carlson, one star, got about halfway before giving up. The script was bad. The acting was rough. The delivery of all the dialogue sounded so wooden and unnatural. The plot was kind of intriguing, but not enough to make up for the painful acting. I'm a little curious to see if the second half gets any better, but probably not curious enough to actually watch it. I guess, like, I don't know, if you walked into this movie, you might not be into it at all, but I guess if you're, like, primed to know this is is the Mammoth verse. This is the Mammoth verse. Um, one thing that's interesting that I didn't I didn't mention before, but I'm noticing three out of the last five, all half of these people, all half starred Paris, Texas, which oh, I haven't geez. seen. Jeez, but weird. Uh, yeah, Paris, like, Texas, half star, huh? You know what? I it's Wild. weird that all three out of these five people gave half a star to Paris, Texas. That's weird, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess they hate freedom. Well, freedom isn't free. Uh, we we have Jack with one star. Uh, is this a joke? The acting is nearly on par with The Room, but not in a funny way. No, it's not. Fuck off, Jack. No, it's not. Fuck off. I comparing shit like that to like The Room, it's just like when... yeah. This person half starred lots of uh, Neil Breen movies, which I feel like is unfair. Um, but they also half starred things, 
which oh. I feel like is incredibly unfair. They, they don't even know what they're talking about. They have no idea what they're talking about. Things. Uh, that's things is. We got Milo. I don't even know where to start with this. A clear noir wannabe, or one could call it a neo-noir, mm. that fails due to the painfully obvious twists over-stylized dialogue that is somehow even worse and performance is so wood and the actors might as well be puppets. <laughs> I get. I understand, people. You're you're hey, you're hey, much you're much, you're so much more uh, talented than David Mamet. Can I tell you? Uh, about, hey, can, wait. I got. I got to tell you about Milo. Milo. My tastes have a tendency to take sharp U-turns every month, but some of my constant staples are dark shit, weird shit, avant-garde shit. I think. I think Milo has been here before. I, I feel Lovecraft. B and B W shit, low budget shit, heavy metal, Mads Mikkelsen surrealism, existential angst. There's lots more here. I I know you've done this before. I feel I just the it feels it feels familiar. Dark shit, weird shit, avant garde shit. That's like have you ever seen that um Garth Brooks video? Yeah, <laughs> I, everyone has. Everyone and then, has. Have you ever seen the follow up that Rocco uh, Rocco Boti? Uh, uh, the guy from Mega sixty four does. It's about shits, cool shits, smooth shits, mm-hmm. fun mm-hmm. shits. So just remind me of that. Anyways, anyways. K, K- Flower Eyed. Uh, this one star. This was one of the worst films I can recall. The acting was terrible. The script appears to be read by a high school drama club, and I cannot believe how bright the lights are for face to face dialogue in the seedier sections of town. I was thinking near the river and that the only thing that could save this movie was a Tarantino-style climax, so that's why you don't make movies, Cave for Eyes. But then it turns out they couldn't even pull that off right because they didn't do what I wanted. I cannot believe this is rated so high. The acting was the human version of the South Park puppet movie, except in this one, it wasn't supposed to be funny. I want to watch this again, MST3K style. As the long, uncomfortable staring into people's eyes gives plenty of time for material, I'm sure you're the funniest person you've ever met, gay fluoride. Um, With your yeah. four following, seven followers, and their four favorite films, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Seven Samurai, There Will Be Blood, and Black Swan. Of course. But of course. Jerry. Ah, but, ah, but of course. Ah, but of course. Uh, yeah. they follow Milo. <laughs> yeah, business as usual. Yeah, the, Milo and and actually all these people who hate this movie are like friends apparently. Mm-hmm. Maybe they bonded over this movie. Who knows? I, I mean, potentially. Potentially, they could have you. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah, movie's good. People who like good movies listen to this podcast and probably also like it. Probably. Yep. I don't know. People listen to this podcast for sure. They know they know the they, score they, here. They should. They know the score. They should. Anyways. <laughs> Any final thoughts on this movie? That was looking good. For, looking forward to some more Mammoth? Yeah. Uh yeah, I am. Uh, I like David Mammoth. It's like I said, sometimes sometimes you're like, oh Dave. <laughs> Track but, down uh, uh, Spanish prisoner though. Check it out. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll try. I mean, yeah. next time we do a mammoth, whenever that yeah. is. Yeah, the uh, that episode of uh, the Shield he directs his wife Rebecca Pigeon shows up in that as well. Which season's that in? I can't remember. It'll be a pleasant surprise. 
Well, not for me. There's no way I could ever watch that show. No, nope. unattain- it's unattainium. It's unattainable. Medium. Unattainium. Avatar two style. And one. Yeah. Do you think yeah. they obtained it by the second movie? I never saw it. Well, the second movie is available on streaming. Why am I even talking to you? I could be watching Avatar two. You'd be watching way Avatar of way of water. <laughs> way of water. Right now. Right now. You could. Remember if you start G- now, you might be done by tomorrow. <laughs> Remember the, like right after those guys like little summer submersible submersible ship was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like James Cameron going, Yeah, I could I told you that. Yep. I love it. I mean I, I, I do that. believe that could... James. Oh James yeah. Though. Well, because he's right. Because it's like people hate him. Yep. Cause they, they, cause hate, they hate him because they, they ain't him. Yep. James Cameron is nothing if not impressive Uh, an impressive prick an impressive yeah i mean he's an absolute prick but like yeah he's a smart guy he knows how to do shit listen he 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 does shit well isn't there like there's some ridiculous thing on twitter i don't know what it was who knows if it's true but i'm like that sounds like my cameron where it was like someone like they created some new form of archery and some archery expert said, well, that's not going to work. And then James oh, yeah. Cameron, it, just, he just did it, and it worked immediately. And you go, yeah, yeah don't, don't fuck with like, Jam Cam. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he, maybe you sent me that, or maybe maybe old Sugarhead sent me that or something. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was like, it this is never going to work. And then Jimmy Jimmy Cameron was, yeah. <laughs> Classic. Uh, that's, his, that's his life. Mm-hmm. Oh. But he'd be he'd be odious to be around. I think he'd be tough. Yeah, but, he'd be. But who from would you, who would you rather la- who would you less rather have an afternoon with James Cameron or George Lucas? Oh, I mean, James George Lucas would probably be decent. I think he's probably like he's like just like a dude. <laughs> I know. I mean, we've talked just, about this. He's before. just eating like fucking Chinese food at the. He, food court like that guy don't care he's like he's not going to do anything exciting he's just going no, like, i know i, I, I you know, know i think we're talking about kurosawa movies huh yeah i mean i'm kind of sick of it but i'll do it james cameron <laughs> i don't give a fuck yeah george lucas does seem funny the kind of guy you could get a hot dog with he's a dude he just walks around he just yeah. appears I, I i where's the footage of james cameron walking around malls and like walking Eating down streets dog? and like Photo bombing people as like screens. You're like, hey, it's George Lucas, or a guy that just looks like him because he's so unextraordinary looking. He's just like, oh yeah, big. He's got a nice head of hair still, though. Yeah, he does. He does. He's doing well. Yeah. He's doing well for himself. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I like him. He's, he, I mean, George Lucas was definitely my highlight of House of Games. Mm. Who, who yes. would have expected that? Well, that it's twist. The ending we didn't want to give away. You know. Ah. I had to. I had to. Yeah. Anyways, um, after the break, I don't know. It's gonna slap RJ around a lot till he steals that car. Looks, that's a nice looking car. You gonna call me a broad? <laughs> yeah, broad. And other bad words. <laughs>
Andre, if you were going to pull one big con, go to Vegas with the proceeds of your crime, what yeah. con would you pull? I'd steal George Lucas's lunch. Oh. Right off his plate. He'd be at that food court, he'd be at the Haroba, and I would just I'd just walk right by and just whoop. Do you think there's Haroba's other, other places in the world? <laughs> Probably. No, I'm not sure across like the entire globe, but I'm sure outside of uh, Creepsville, I'm sure they can be found. You don't think we're the only Haroba, right? I, I have to I have to open them or not. Well, yeah. If you if you want to email us, you can. But you know, maybe we'll never read them again. I mean, but, this. I mean, this you, is the we, last episode. This is yeah. We're oh shit. This is the last episode. Damn it. Yeah. Well. No. No. We have to wait. We gotta. We gotta string along first. Next. Oh week, yeah. We're definitely coming back next week. Oh yeah. But in the meantime, so because we're definitely coming back, you should definitely bother like subscribing, rating yeah. us. Giving us lots of money, yeah. Patreon. Listen to Super Main because, like, we yep. talked about like the addendum of it, which was the Flash mm-hmm. today. Um, Mammoth. Damn it, Mammoth, as other people have said. Yeah. So yeah, you could do all those things. Because uh, next week, next week is Spine 400. Can't believe it. Yeah. Wow. Already. This is the. I think this is like the end. The, this is the end of the streak of bad that 300, 301 to four hundred was. So it was, it's, it's only the last one hundred that have been bad, and there's. Uh, there's it's been particular. It's been particularly bad. Particularly bad. bad. Yeah, it's been <laughs> wretched. Or, yeah. I think it's like twenty percent has been good. It's not good. So anyway, uh, next week though, four hundred uh, demarcated with. Oh, I can't check his list. List of Criterion films on Wikipedia has been deleted by morons. Oh well, I we well, good, thing, good thing I knew what it was. Oh. Jim Jarmusch's Stranger Than Paradise from 1984. Do you like? Do you like uh, independent cinema, RJ? You like, no. Do you like John Lurie? Yes. Well, I've got a movie for you. Is John Lurie actually in it? Yeah, he's the main guy. <laughs> Oh baby! Yeah, he's he's the main dude. He's a he's a like hipster kind of pretty much. Right in time, painting with John season three. I, I just, think uh, just th- this out. this movie could either be like totally your jam or not. We're, we're gonna find or not, right? We're, we're we're gonna find out how it, how it holds up. It's Jim Jarmusch. I feel like it helps that like when yep. you're in the mood mm-hmm. for this kind type of business. Yep. I'll see. wait. I'll, I won't watch it out of necessity. I'll, I'll watch it when I feel like. Because he's also John Lurie's also the composer. Uh, I like that too. And the Lot Lizards are they part yep. of this as well? I'm, I'm assuming it is. That's a That's cool. design. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. Th- th- yeah. Because this is kind of like, well, we'll talk about this. Why, 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 why we start talking about this movie anyway? It's got lots of hats. You'll, you'll be dipping. You'll be tipping your hat. I'd like to tip more than well, my what? hat, if you know what I mean. Oh, boy. I'd like to tip my fedora. Yeah. You see? He thought I was saying something else. But... Filth. Filth. Yeah. Filth. I, I didn't say anything. And we're on Letterboxd. I'm Jerdick and he's Barnlow. Ooh, uh, yeah. Ooh. Hey, RJ, what are you going to do with the rest of your Wednesday nights and during the summer? Uh, oh, 
I got uh, I went to Costco today and I, I got muffins. Some of them chocolate muffins. You know the cake muffins? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't had those in like a year or two. So I'm nice. I'm gonna go eat a bunch of those Costco muffins <laughs> right now at 10:14 p.m. Well, I mean, well! I mean, I'm, I'm in I'm in my summer body right now. <laughs> Why do people look. like to lose weight in the summer? I go the opposite. Well, you gotta you gotta gain for the winter. Yes. And then when you're on here, when you're inside your house, it's warm because you're not hibernating. You just keep eating. Just. That's called yeah. living life. Living large. It's living large friend. and in charge. Yeah. Well, you tell people, forget about it. What's the truck? <laughs> <laughs> 